0: Mix with on the beat. I am somebody. I am somebody. Let me see
1: what you can do. Welcome. Welcome. To e podcast. Hey hey, what's up? It's the e Two back again. E Society podcast. We talk TV, movies, comics, collecting, sports, and everything entertainment. And this is episode two hundred and eighty four. Today we'll be talking about TV, including The Mandalorian, The Bad Batch, The Night Agent, Beef, Waco, American Apocalypse, Renovation, Succession, American Manhunt, the Boston Marathon bombing. Crossover, Big Brother Canada, and the Challenge World Championship. Movies including D and D's Honor Among Thieves, Bunker, Renfield, Children of Horn, the 2023 edition, Evil Dead Rise, The Covenant, and Super Mario. Video games including the Life is Strange series, and as always, the week in sports including the NBA playoffs, the week in Funko Collector, weekly Star Wars moment, and a weekly random movie and song alternation
0: before I go any
1: further, it's the biz!
0: Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? We are back, finally. Um, Shout out to everyone that listened to our um, ESP at the movies. Um, Brian and I ran down Clown, Clown Motel, Spirits Arise. Also, shout out to Chris for giving me the quick little interview when I was at the Clown Motel. If you haven't listened to that, uh, the movie was what it was. We're going to tackle the rest of that Clown Motel series, but big shout out to Chris. I still haven't put that video up on TikTok yet. I still need to. I tried to piece it together on my phone, but it was just wasn't coming out right. I might just put it out part one, part two, part three. They're only like minutes long, so it's not like a hour video or something. But I'll eventually get to that whenever I can. Um, what else? What else? Oh, shout out to uh, King Castro. He came on the last uh, episode of the Magnez podcast, episode 140. I have I'm still gonna do the genderqueer book. I haven't forgot about that, everyone. For those of you that have been waiting. Sorry, I just vacation and everything else. Also got another um, Macnez podcast and talk about my vacation and a uh, quick little uh, chat that I had with my uh, with my grandma so that's a really cool um and i think i don't know there's other stuff on on the horizon but yeah everyone it's been a while since uh yep yep, yep. when when was the last one
1: yeah it's been a while it
0: it's been over a the month. NBA
1: playoffs started and, march 28th
0: yeah march 28th well, on is that last
1: I... one on that last one i said oh yeah next week uh dungeons dragons is coming out and that's uh, been in theater so long now it's probably uh, starting to leave certain theaters
0: <laughs> yeah but we'll get to that in a minute we got a lot of movies we got a lot of tv but got we're going to kick this kick this off with the uh, sports um yeah the a's uh, they got wiped what slapped up by the rangers this weekend um that whole move for those of you that are uh, Oakland Athletics fans they are this it sounds like they're moving but the way the mayor was talking when she had her um her little news conference thing she goes, "Well, this is all news to me. They they, they were still in negotiations, but it seems like the A's already made up their mind. The owners yeah. they're I think they're just going to go. There's some hoopla with the Raiders now." Yeah, wow. the true villains might be the A's. They blocked the Raiders. I don't from, believe. They they
1: claimed that they were the home team, that they were the ones with the rights to Oakland and they blocked the Raiders.
0: And I don't now, believe any of that shit. Man, yeah. I don't I don't believe that guy anyway, man. Fuck him.
1: Oh, yeah, no. I mean, when I first so. saw the article, I laughed, but then I read it, I read it and I was like, "Damn."
0: But and I then, mean, it if it's true, uh, then it then then it's true, but it looks like they're they're out the door. I don't know yet unless some I don't know. I see all these other people saying that they're trying to work a deal with them and keep them and then build I don't know where they're gonna build a stadium. I mean, I know Fremont and all that was in the works before, or Santa Clara or all that. I don't know what they're, they they're...
1: doing by uh, Jack London wasn't that in the plans for a while?
0: That was that um something terminal i can't remember what it was called i I don't know there there was pictures of all that but uh, that's cool if it was there but to go in there and to put push all those people out uh buying up all the land push all those people out out of that neighborhood i i don't know i'm not i'm not with that but i mean i don't know i mean if it they go to Vegas, I was tearing on to just fuck it. I mean, I'll stick with the A's, but no, man, I I can't. Because everyone goes, well, if you're A's, you must just be Raiders. I'm like, well, fuck the Raiders. So I'm just like, no, you know what? I'm going to stick with my original plan. Those of you, I did mention it on the show. I don't know how long ago that I was once the A's leave. If they leave, it's not going to be for a while. It's going to be a few years. If they buy that land, they got to build that stadium. Who knows how long that's going to take. I'll go down there for a game because I'd like to see it. I've been inside the Raider stadium already, not for a football game, but I've been inside there for a SummerSlam a few couple years ago. Um, so it's 23 right now.
1: They were saying that it would be the 27th season.
0: Yeah, so I don't know, whenever. I mean, if they go, they go. Um, I love baseball. I love football. Uh, go Seahawks. Um, but I did mention that I was gonna be a Los Angeles Dodgers fan, which I'm, I'm already with that. Burr. Um, I'll never be a Santa Clara 49er fan, and I'll never be a San Francisco Giants fan. Hell no. <laughs> so
1: you gotta join uh, Metallica and be nah, a, a Giants nah. fan.
0: Oh man. James is a Dodgers fan. So is Robert. I mean, I understand <laughs> the big money deal. Hell yeah, man. I'd sell my soul too. Hey man, hey Nez, we're gonna give you guys millions of dollars to wear these Giants hats. Fuck yeah, how oh, cool. Hell yeah. East Society <laughs> Giants edition. Hell yeah, I put that shit right on. I don't give a fuck. I wanna get paid. I'm getting old, everyone. But um yeah, I mean, that that's the big thing going on right now in the Bay is is the A's. That's the talk. Uh, a lot of fans. Shout out to my uh, buddy Chris, uh guy I went to school with since I was a little kid. He was deep, deep into dealing with keeping the Raiders there. We all found out how that work found, went. Uh, now he was dealing with uh, trying to keep the A's there, but it already seems like it's a done deal. And yeah, you know, the I way, I mean, just the way the. They're going to do Wait that m-
1: uh, get that get together in June for the game on a Tuesday. They're going to try to sh- make a point that they could fill the stadium.
0: It's not. It doesn't matter. It's it's all about money. I mean, yeah. it sucks for everyone that works there. I mean, all those people that have been working there for years and years and years. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I've I've gone to many games and seen the um. The ushers or whatever you call them. And the people that just go there to to slay the hot dogs and all that. I mean, I've seen those people there for years. Uh, my friend's mom worked there forever. Right. And I, it it sucks that, uh, that it's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen to the stadium. Will they tear it down, sell the land, and just build more tech buildings like they got across the street? Um, I don't know. As far as the arena... I don't know. I haven't really kept track. I mean, I know it's just concerts and stuff that that go on there, but, I mean, how how big is a stop in Oakland now? Um, I know uh, Bad Bunny filled up the stadium uh, when he was there. Um, But everyone's uh, going over to the Chase Center. I haven't even been inside there yet. I've seen it uh, when they were building it, and I've seen the completion uh, of it, but I've never... I've never gone inside there. Uh, I want, hopefully, the WWE does a pay-per-view at some point there. I think they'd have SmackDown already, but if they do uh, anything, I don't care what it is, or even a Raw, I would like to go in there to check it out. But they have little stuff on the outside too that they call
1: uh, Thrive City. You can visit like on just normal days when like events aren't going on. They got. Uh, couple restaurants a couple stores the Warrior store is there so on game oh, yeah. day uh it's really cool uh the bay blue notes uh they kind of hang out around the area and they go in the team store and play it's actually
0: really cool <laughs> what happened to 40 He got the boot out yeah of, uh... no
1: love in sacramento uh that was messed up um this one lady was heckling and cursing him all game. A white lady, everyone. Yeah, and when he finally gave it back, he's the one that got booted for, 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 for uh, getting back. And it's funny because actually the same thing actually happens all the time in, in basketball. In uh, the same series, um, Devonta Sabonis grabbed draymond's leg you can't be doing that but then in return gray uh kind of jumped off the guy's chest and then of course everybody's like oh how dare you but it's like i don't know it's the retaliation so anyways yeah no love there but uh yeah 40 had all the love today in uh, his normal spot right near the warriors bench uh at chase center and then he went right down the road right after for uh, uh, Giants-Mets. And uh, they featured him there, too.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know what was said. Obviously, it was this this lady that was heckling and everything. I mean, 40, he, he's not he's not some thug, man. He's a professional. Yeah, he's been in he's the game for a long like time. He's
1: been a million games. He's not no yeah. new fan. He's been there. He's been there since before we won our 2015 championship.
0: He's been there. so <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the the video, I mean, obviously, I mean, the, the big black man and the little white lady. And then and everyone, they, I mean, I don't think the security, I, I'm pretty sure they knew who he was. No, yeah, they did. The one main but, guy that supported him, he really knew him. He's always there. So, so I mean, I don't know I mean, they should have kicked that lady out But I, I don't know they what happened But the internet went to work They found out who she was and everything And then, you know how the internet goes <laughs> So <laughs> They were letting her have it um, I don't know I mean, I'm just uh, I mean, forty was quiet, man He just kept his mouth shut and is. everything
1: He always is and He's actually not like This crazy you know he's a super fan, but he does he he does he's not always like yelling like crazy. He doesn't yell at fans. He never would have like gone at any other whatever fan like that. Like that was crazy. It's a shame too because that was that that's obvious. That was obviously a terrible moment. But I don't know. It just goes to speak like you just can't count. You can't just say any. Like, oh, this fan base is so bad. This fan, it's just pe- people. Like, it's going to be in every crowd. There's going to be, you know, mostly good, but, you know, some bad. And then, you know, it makes it, oh, these fans, oh, they're the worst. But, you know, as far as Sacramento fans go, this is 16 going on 17 years since they've been in the playoffs. So it was very cool to see them you know, as live as they were, uh, they brought the cowbell back. That was the early two thousands thing when it was, uh, Lakers Kings back then. But yeah, the, the Kings have been bad for a very long time. So, um, they are the higher seed right now. They're the three seed Warriors are the six seed. So that's why the first two games were in Sacramento. And,
0: um, yeah, I mean, who's winning, who's leading this series.
1: So Sacramento won the first two, and game one, uh, no joke, was probably the best game of the year, the entire league. Uh, Instant classic. They're going to play it on NBA TV for years to come. It was so good. Such high-level basketball. Not turnovers and stuff which obviously drive me nuts as a Warriors fan when I see them in the Warriors but it was just shot after shot after shot and um, Kings got the last shot they got game one uh game two was close till the very end they went on a 10 nothing run and took it late which, so they went up two nothing very dangerous then we took it back to the bay um Very dangerous because we had no Dre. He was suspended for the whole stomp thing in uh, game two. Uh, Gary Payton was sick. So we were on the ropes. We were down a couple guys, but we led start to finish. Got back one, two. And then just today we played game four and uh, another um, very close game. Warriors looked like they had it. And then they made some uh, really bad mistakes down the stretch. Uh, Steph Curry called timeout with no timeouts remaining, which is a technical foul. They got a free throw and possession of the ball, uh, cut it to a one-point game. They had a chance to win it with time running out, and they missed. So Warriors won by one, tie the series back 2-2, going back to Sacramento on Wednesday. So, yeah, whoever can... Uh, win the next two out of three. Um, a lot of people are saying, though, this was the one. Uh, Warriors get this. They got all the momentum. They're bound to get one on the road. Uh, ever since this run started, we've never not won a game on the road in a series. So get that, come back to uh, to the Bay for game six and finish them off, hopefully, is uh, is what I'm hoping. <laughs>
0: Yeah, um, I've been watching uh, ooh, some of the the news and everything on what's going on with uh, both teams and everything. I mean, the fans are there. Uh, I don't know oh, about. Okay. I mean, the the Dub Nation, they've always been there. I don't know oh, yeah. what the King, the Kings Nation, or whatever the they like call themselves. Light the
1: beam, uh, light the beam. Have you heard about that? They uh, I have when no they, idea what that is. When they win. They hit a button. It's a fake button. But on top of the stadium, they have a, like, bat signal-like beam pointing up into the sky. It's purple. And they shine it into the sky when they win. So when the Kings are about to win a game, the whole crowd starts chanting, Light the beam! Light the beam! And then they, the, the winning player, the best player of that game, they do the after-game interview. And then they go over to a big button and they press it. <laughs> And and outside the stadium, it says uh, light the meme. I was going to I was going to uh, actually I think we talked about this a while back. But, yeah, the Golden One Center. This is the new arena the Kings play. And the last time they were in the playoffs, they were in Arco Arena in the early 2000s. But, yeah, now it's Golden One Center in downtown Sacramento. Uh, did you just go there? I didn't. Okay. Yeah, I thought we were. Did you do you have plans to go there? I can't remember now. It's been a while. I thought we brought up Golden One before, but
0: I was I gonna remember. go to AEW. I was gonna oh. go to AEW, but I just couldn't get away from work.
1: Ah, gotcha. Yeah, I hear it's cool, and I mean, yeah, it's relatively new. They've only been in there a couple of years, so and like I said, um, it's major sixteen, almost seventeen years. You could be. 16 years old and never have had the kings go to the playoffs in your life that's nuts so uh kind of cool you know that part of it and yeah that crowd was live and they got the cowbell going and then it's funny in turn i don't know if you saw this was going around um any kings fan attending the games in the bay Uh, No cowbell allowed. (laughs) If you brought a cowbell to the game, uh, you had to check it. And uh, you could come and get it after the game.
0: (laughs) And why? The distraction?
1: Yeah, it's just a classic thing. Obviously, as you know, there's a lot of farmland around the Sacramento area. So it just goes back to the late nineties and the early two thousands when those Kings teams were good, it was just a thing. Yeah. To, to, to bring noise. There's actually a video going around. Um, when we get a little further, I can I'll try to dig it up, or maybe I can quickly find it and send it your way, but it's pretty funny. Um, the, uh, Warriors GM Bob Myers was in the stands uh, in game two, and there's a fan literally right behind him in the seats, like going off with the uh, the cowbell, like nonstop, like right behind the Warriors GM.
0: <laughs>
1: Damn, <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> like nonstop.
0: Well, if they allow it in there, I mean, there's nothing really you could do about it. <laughs>
1: right
0: it's It's not your turf you just gotta suck it up
1: right 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 exactly i mean is what it is and that's the part that it's like that's cool and i love i love to see that the part that i text you about today that i don't love is they give the and you know obviously i am this die hard you know member of dub nation this means so much to me uh all those years we were so terrible and now this crazy amazing dynasty run i never could have imagined like appreciate every minute of it but it drives me nuts that the people that care the most aren't the closest to the game and you look at like the sidelines and like so many people are like have no warriors gear at all and it's like man what do you Doing there, like I don't know, it just bugs me. Like you're not, you're not a real fan. <laughs> nope. Can't even wear a Warriors hat. Something they give you the damn free shirt. Can't even put that on.
0: <laughs> nope. So. All the true fans they're way up top or at home watching it on TV because they can't afford it.
1: Exactly, and I hate that. Um Yeah. That drives me nuts. So I sent you uh, the for today's game, the cheapest ticket available before the game was like whatever four hundred and eighty two dollars or something like that. And that was probably upper tech, like where I sat when uh, Jade uh, took us to the game when uh, Clay first returned.
0: Ah, <laughs> hmm. um, uh, oh, yeah really quick, n h l news we we ain't in the playoffs, so I don't, I don't really care at this point. but uh, well, we are, but we lost <laughs> on the twelfth. Um, but I just sent I don't you know, man
1: uh, the the cowbell behind Bob Myers,
0: <laughs> I think we're out uh, of it, unless I'm wrong, unless I'm looking at this wrong. But, uh, we got beat down there. We got beat down there. Hmm. Not sure exactly. Where, what's, oh, today's the 23rd. So we are, maybe it's at the top or is that, no, we're at the bottom. Uh, okay, I don't see us on this. Mm, we were at the top and we were getting beat, so I think we're out of it. Yep. I think so. I don't see us playing anymore. Oh. Yeah, all right. Yeah, we got slapped up on the 13th. I think that was our final game with the Oilers. Um, five to two. Yeah, because the Oilers move on.
1: Yeah. They didn't make the the playoffs this year, right?
0: Sure. Yeah. No, we're we're out of it. Well, if I gotta pick a team, I don't know how the Devils are doing. Uh, Jersey Devils. Um, shout out to Walt Flanagan. I'll uh, root for him. Uh, Rangers, <laughs> eat <nuts. laughs> Rangers eat nuts.
1: Rangers eat nuts. Um. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, said it i sent that thing on your insta i want you to see that real quick you can see on the second slide of it the uh the the video (laughs) you gotta see this cowbell guy
0: it's on the second one two days later
1: well yeah there you go
0: (laughs) dude he's right behind him i know uh, you might as well just hit him in the head with it. <laughs> Go to Bleacher Report <laughs> and, and see this video. Why is he sitting so far back? Why shouldn't? Why isn't he like? Because it, whatever, it's, he's the opposing team's GM. Like I know, but why is he in the? He's on the lower deck, but he's like, let's say, in the middle. <laughs> Couldn't get closer seats uh, away from the true fans. (laughs) Right. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Shout out to you guys, man. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (sighs) That's wild. Sharks are out.
1: Wednesday. Wednesday is back in Sacramento. So the cowbell is back on Wednesday.
0: (laughs) Um, Sharks are out. A's are going to Vegas. I'm a Dodger fan. Hopefully the Warriors win. The Warriors win this thing. And, uh, shove that cowbell up that guy's ass. <laughs> but He's professional, man. You, you got, if you're, especially if you're in somewhere else, you just got to sit there and take it. Right. I mean, like if, like if I go to another stadium or whatever and fucking everyone's hooting and howling, fuck yeah, I'm gonna go to that fucking giant stadium with my Dodger gear on. Hell yeah, I am gonna, but I need to go in there with a the crew. I'm going in there by myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. When
1: I went to Seattle,
0: the Seattle Mariners, uh, wearing my
1: Giants gear, man, they gave it to me. Like they weren't like they nobody do. was like, aggressive to me, but like people were like, ah, oh, people uh, were coming
0: at me left and right. That's just, that's, that's just how it goes, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when uh, Mike and I we were at Soldier Field when the Bears played the Raiders, man, we, all, we us walking in there with our jerseys on. Everybody giving a shit. The Raiders ran off. It was a preseason game. I don't care. A win is a win. Uh, they were talking shit, but when the when the Raiders won and it, when they were winning and everybody was leaving, I was <laughs> I was like too bad. <laughs> uh, hold on everyone. My son's calling. I'm gonna put this on the air. Better not. What? Uh, all right. That was Eric. <laughs> He's at, he's at the front door. So if you need to talk, I'll be back in a second.
1: Yeah, I'll talk a little NBA playoffs. Um, for me, uh, huge since I'm just a huge fan of the game, obviously. Warriors games are the most important for me. Those are the ones I'm tuned in. Don't miss a second of. But uh, pretty much every other series I've had uh, – I've 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 had on I've been keeping up with. So just to quickly run through with uh, quick thoughts on them. Uh, Nuggets Timberwolves is on right now. Uh, Looks like it's about to be a sweep. Uh, Nuggets. Well, I say that and then I look at the score. Uh, Minnesota is actually up seven. Uh, Here at the end of the third. So, one quarter to go. Minnesota maybe can push it to five, but uh, most likely a gentleman's sweep there. Uh, Nuggets should easily move on from this series. Cavs, Knicks have been very surprising. Uh, Cavs are the four seed, but the Knicks have the 3 1 series lead, and New York's going crazy for their Knicks. So, that's really, that's always cool to see just because. it's been a long time since the Knicks were good. Ever since, uh, you know, the '90s, Patrick Ewing, John Starks. Since those days, Larry Johnson at the end of the '90s. Um, since then, it's only been like pockets of of, of moments for the Knicks. Uh, small moments with uh, Carmelo Anthony, Jeremy Lin, little moments like that. But um, looks like they're uh, they should be moving on in this series it's obviously not over they're headed back to cleveland for the next game but uh i mean three one i don't know that's gonna be hard to come back from uh hawks were able to get one off the celtics i thought that looked like it was going to be a sweep of a series so i guess for the hawks to even get one uh they did they were they were fighting the night but uh couldn't get it done so yeah boston should move it on on under that series we did have a sweep uh 76ers uh swept the Nets out of playoffs uh the Nets obviously started the year with KD and Kyrie and ended it with Mikkel Bridges so completely different team um but uh they tried <laughs> but 76ers are officially on to the second round uh Suns Clippers looked like it was going to be a good series but now Kawhi's not playing so Uh, Phoenix up 3-1 on that series, and they're headed back to uh, Phoenix. They should be able to finish in five. So, uh, Heat, uh, shockingly, up 2-1 on the one-seed Bucs. Heat have definitely had a weird path. Um, Losing that first play-in game, winning the second, and getting in as the eight-seed. And, yeah, now they're up 2-1. Uh, here on the Bucks and uh, Giannis has been dealing with injuries, but it looks like uh, he'll get back. Uh, Grizz Lakers uh, Jaw who had trouble a while back we talked about that on the show. Um, he's now hurt his hand. He missed a game in the series. Uh, Grizz seem a little out of order, and uh, Lakers lead that series two to one right now. So. They got uh, one more in L.A. lined up here for for tomorrow. Uh, Lakers are actually favored by four and a half, and I think Lakers move on, and um, whoever comes out of Kings Warriors will face them. So uh, I'm 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 thinking Warriors uh, Lakers second round. That could be crazy. The legends, uh, were on and stuff. So uh, is that every series? I don't wanna... Skip anybody. I uh, think I touched on all, all on all eight series, so
0: you back? <laughs> yeah, I'm here.
1: Okay, <laughs> yeah, touched on uh, all the playoffs, and yeah, I've been watching a ton of them. One story I did want to throw in, um, kind of feeling rough this past week. Uh, they've been doing like uh, redoing the floors at work, and like there's like a layer kind of like a construction dust kind of all over the place and you know you think i you know, you would think a little better but uh you know it wasn't like it was flying in the air per se but it was settled everywhere and i definitely should have been wearing a mask during the time because i feel like that might have got to me a little and then also in turn um They got some pizza for us on a Thursday and on a Saturday um, instead of going to get something else. I warmed up this two day old pizza and ate it and I had ice cream and all this other stuff. Then I came home and I stood the whole time stressing about the Warriors like I do. And yeah, after that, like, yeah, my stomach was like all kinds of messed up pretty much all week long so i've just been trying to recover i think i think i'm i'm through it i think i'm good but uh yeah uh pretty much for the whole week too like been passing out like quite early like usually not even making it to like nine (laughs) o'clock dang yeah so a little tore up from it's hard to 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 say what exactly one thing but I think actually last Saturday just like uh, there was like a series of events like probably all the stuff I've been ingesting at work and then eating that two-day-old food and a bunch of ice cream and then yeah like I said standing for the whole game and stressing about it
0: (laughs) and Mm, then yes right combo of everything
1: so, yeah, it was probably a little bit of everything. <laughs> but, yeah, it caught me off guard, too. So, like, yeah, I don't want to get too graphic about it, but, like, yeah, it was, it was hitting me with the uh, the throw-ups and stuff. I was like, ugh, out of nowhere, too. I barely made it to the restroom.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. That's how it goes. Yeah. Crazy. Is that it for sports? Oh wow! Yeah, like Go. I said, I've
1: been doing crazy amounts of NBA. It's been there every day now. For going back to last Saturday was a kick out of the playoffs, but even the week leading up to it was the play-in tournament. So it just feels like
0: every single day I've been locked in on the league. <laughs> All right, go over to the horror com Or there um, Yeah to the links to uh, the wrestling Returns Brian and I Covered uh, both days of WrestleMania 39 Saturday and Sunday if I had to Pick a day I thought Saturday was the best I mean there was some good matches Sunday night But I think um, Saturday just about Just about not every match but just about every Match was awesome Sunday was Kind of eh, all right whatever but Yeah, go over there and listen to that. I'm not going to run through all of it uh, this episode. But if I had to pick a favorite match um, for Sun Saturday, it was uh, Charlotte and uh, Mommy, Rhea Ripley, in their battle. Rhea Ripley is the new uh, SmackDown Women's Champion. So, cool. Right on. We'll see where that goes next. But, yeah, as far as sports, I don't have anything else.
1: Before we get into movies or TV, I actually wanted to quickly mention, uh, I said video games, including the Life is Strange series. Have you ever heard of that? The Life is Strange games?
0: Nope.
1: I just wanted to quickly mention them because it was a series that started years ago, and um, they put it out kind of like in episodes, and it is a really different kind of game. It's like more almost like real life stuff it's a lot of dialogue and story and it's actually like can be like quite emotional and they really put you through it like kind of real life situations except there's a little twist almost all of them uh have to deal with uh, a one character who has a little bit of like a supernatural power uh, and they come to discover it kind of thing like that but um yeah, years ago, uh, Jade played through the first one, and I thought it was cool, but uh, kind of never really kept up with it, and then they did a second one, and then they did a spin-off of the first game, the, like a prequel game, and then when the new system came out, they did a new one called uh, True Colors, and just recently, they threw all the games on PlayStation Plus, so it was my chance to download them all and you know just out of curiosity especially true colors being the newest one i wanted to play through that and it was really cool um and like it's so they're so different in that they um like it's hard to think of anything else like it where they kind of put you in these situations it's like one of those like the dialogue goes and then you press like the one of the, they give you like two to four options of like, what's your response and what you say kind of dictates the way the game goes. Um, and so I played through, uh, true colors and it was really good. So then kind of working my way backwards, I decided to play two, which Jade had like started. So I saw like kind of the big event that kicks off the game. Um, but then decided to continue with it. And that one's different in that it's uh, two um, uh, American-born these boys, these brothers. um, Their dad is of uh, Hispanic descent from Mexico. Their mom's white. And interestingly, like... uh, I was like, it's crazy. Like a video game would be willing to go there because I can't think of anything ever like this. But uh, they tackle like really tough, like real life stuff. Like they put you in scenarios that, like I've heard you mention before, like in TV shows and movies where you know it gets you mad and like it's crazy. Like this game puts you like in that situation. Like uh, running into these people talking about like. You're the reason we need to build that wall. And it's like, oh, (laughs) and it's like, what do you say and what do you do and your response? And yeah, it's it's something else. (laughs) That one, too, gets into this idea of like uh, church and religions as like cults and stuff like that.
0: what's this called
1: life is strange uh specifically life is strange Two, um and not only do i want to bring it up because of that like uh there's like another scenario where like you you run into these people you, you know these wannabe border patrol like the they're not really but you know they're out there doing the thing oh it's crazy and they're like you know, you've heard it a million times, and 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 it's just so head shaking. But the like, why don't you go back to your country? And it's like, oh my god, dude. And I'm like, you know, the response in the game from these young kids, these brothers, like, this is my country. It's like, whatever, I'm American. It's like, oh man. And but it's like a game, and it's like it's kind of crazy. But uh, on top of all this other stuff I'm talking about, the thing that was so interesting about it was, um, their path, uh, they're trying to make their way from the Seattle area down into Mexico is their journey. And, uh, it just so happens in like the third kind of part of the story, the third, know, level or the way they break it up, um, is actually set not too far from here. It's set right in this area. And they're like hanging out with some, um, uh, what do you call the people that, uh, damn, it's right on the tip of my tongue. Maybe, you know, the slang for they, uh, trimigrants. Yeah. <laughs> people that come to the area just to cut, uh, weed and whatnot. Um, so yeah, pausing the, the menu, it looked like, uh, being here in Eureka, just south of where we are, south of Fortuna. It looked like they were right, like, south of Fortuna and, like, Rio Del, like, right up in that area. It looked like we're in the map. And then when you also paused on that map, it talked about they met people in Arcata. And I was like, oh, that's, that's crazy. That's cool. And then as the game progresses, the map, they literally go right past and through Susanville out into uh, – like the Nevada desert. That's the whole part with the crazy uh, church cult stuff.
0: (laughs) There's plenty of room for them out there. There's nothing out there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's like, oh man, that stuff is so scary too. Cause like, I don't want, you know, step on it or spoil too much people, but like of the brothers, one of them has powers, the younger one. and, And when they do get separated, At one point, um, the younger brother who has powers, he does end up with this like, because one of the Tremagrant guys, he thought he was like helping him, bringing him to his old family, which he actually left. But his old family was involved with this church and the church like uses this kid like they like kind of like brainwash him to like, oh, he's a miracle. Daniel the miracle and like come to our church and like see the miracle and they like you know try to play the brother against the brother oh where was he he's not there for you we are it's like oh man it's crazy and it's like it's like a video game but it's like i don't know some of the stuff they 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 did in there i was super impressed just can't compare it to anything never seen something like it
0: <clears throat> oh, well, we might as well dive into this now before we roll into TV. We're going to roll in a Star Wars moment. The Mandalorian season is over with. Uh, there was one episode that I was kind of like, yeah, okay, it just seemed like it was a filler episode, but the whole season was awesome. I loved what was going on. Uh, Bo Katan uh mercedes monet aka sasha back sasha banks came back uh was a cosca reeves so it was good yeah. to see her and all the other mandalorians even shout out to those little kids um and it was a good season and, and it was awesome the amazing effects um you guys should know already. I'm sure you've seen the... We're, we're going to spoil just the, the little thing that happened at the end that made me laugh. I was like, all right, whatever, really. Okay, let's see what we're going to go with with the next season. But Din Grogu. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was like, all right, whatever. <laughs> and but it was still was cool. Like,
1: what? That's whatever. <laughs> they were like, that's his... uh Whatever, his... That was always his last name, like you know. Yeah, then mean, was know. his last name. What? <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I don't know <laughs> everyone, but I mean that—that's—that's how it's written. That's what we're gonna go with from here on. Um, it was cool. I really liked what was going on. I loved that uh, they had to throw in that thing with um, katan How she can uh take her helmet on and off. Because she lived uh, the, both ways, which she I was tried. like, all right. And I was like, okay, that's what you're going to do. Cool. Because I was like, well, wait a minute. Because when she went got into the the waters of Mandalore, I was like, all right. Because uh, the armorer did ask her, did you take your helmet off since then? She was like, no. And went, oh, okay. And then they went through that whole spiel of what was going on. But the things that I love the most this season were all the new little characters that we got. Uh, the droids were awesome, especially the the old. They they did some old um, concept droids this this yeah. season, which yeah. I thought was awesome. <laughs> and that one white droid, I don't know what his name is or what it does. It's in like all the movies and everything. Even made its appearance. First time we saw that white droid was in uh, the original Star Wars movie, in the oh, yeah. uh, the Sandcrawler. It was cool that it popped up here. The little, um, those little black little box droids that were rolling around the Death Star. Uh, Mouse,
1: Mouse droids.
0: Yeah, there was a whole bunch of them. (laughs) I thought that was cool, and uh, R five finally got to shine. Uh, We first saw him in the original Star Wars, and then he came back, and then finally got to shine. Uh, he even had the little uh, jet rockets like R2 did, and then I don't know what happened to him because he never R2 never used them again. Um, when why didn't he use them when they were on the Jabba uh, sail barge? I don't know, <laughs> but it was still cool to see everything that was going on. But all the Mandal all the the Mandalore Sad. stuff was sweet. I loved that uh, Skinny Pete uh, is a part of the gang now. <laughs> I thought yeah. that was cool. And uh, Warlock <laughs> Warlock from um, From Maverick He was uh, the main guy on that boat He is yeah. I thought that was cool um, Did you see
1: Zeb Aurelius From Rebels yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Eric's the one that told me that
1: Yeah Super excited yeah. just because I was wondering because everybody else Got confirmed for Ahsoka And I was like man what about Zeb And for him to show up here Great sign for uh, the rest of the rebels um, I don't want to Step too far away from Mando before I forget um, We also Had Star Wars Celebration Did you get
0: a chance to see Those
1: uh, leaks I sent You before they got blocked
0: Yeah I saw them all Okay good <laughs> Why uh, j- I get it Who is <laughs> we supposed to be there But uh, it's all right, everyone. I mean, we're going to eventually see it. But will we see these, what they showed? No. (laughs) It's always going to be something better. It was stuff that they showed just for the the crowd. Shout out to Breeze and Chris. They were there. Yeah, shout out. But it was cool, man. Uh, I don't know when the next one. I think it's it's back over there, isn't it?
1: They were in the Ahsoka panel, too, so they got to see the extended one. Uh, I don't think I sent you that one, but, uh, I did catch that online too. The cool moments from that, that we didn't see in the regular trailer was Sabine lighting up Ezra's old lightsaber, his original lightsaber and like being attacked by the, the one woman with the orange saber, uh, that was in it. So yeah. Oh, and Thrawn. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we already got uh, hints that he was coming. Yeah. From, uh, bad to, uh, Bad Lloyd, So
1: um, I don't know if you remember the pirate Vane, the one that escaped in the pirate episode, uh, but he can be seen in the skeleton crew footage that leaked. So uh, that'll be a connection. And then um, you also may or may not have heard Um, that we're getting skeleton crew into this year, Ahsoka in August, and then they're going to film one more season of Mandalorian. And that's all going to, all three of those are going to feed into, uh, the air to the empire movie in theaters where all the Mandalorian characters, all the skeleton crew characters and all the Ahsoka characters. They're all gonna team up on the big screen.
0: Here's a question: What's your uh, take on the the dark saber that belongs oh. to Luke? Should belong to Luke? Yeah.
1: Well, I mean,
0: it made sense.
1: Geez, they got it got crushed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez, like it's crushed now. But the first thing I thought was like, well, I mean, I guess they could fix it. They're they got the Forge going again, I guess. I don't know. You're going to need a, a Saber Smith or
0: something, though. It didn't break <laughs> the, the the Kyber crystal. Is the Kyber crystal in it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it didn't break that. It was... Right. So, I don't know. With spoiler alert. You guys don't know. You should know oh, by sorry. now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that that, I mean, it, I mean there, there was a lot of stuff going on this season. I was like... Why didn't they do this? Why didn't they do that? What's up? How come Grogu's not doing anything? I Um,
1: laughed so much at his scene when he was riding the little IG 12 ride that the Anzellans made because uh, (laughs) when um, he says he's too young for it. No. (laughs) Hey, just let him take it around the office. Yes. And then he starts walking around the office And he hits the yes button And Mando says Yes, what? And he says, yes, yes, yes Yes, yes (laughs) I was cracking up Probably the most I've ever laughed at anything In the Mandalorian
0: (laughs) I want that Black Series figure As soon as it comes out Yes And speaking of Black Series man, What's up with these prices now? Ouch, it's got me it's got me hesitating. I used to
1: be like, yes, I want it, hit hit the pre-order. Now I'm like, oof, wait for the clearance rack.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm like, come on. I mean, they, what were they? 15, 16, under 20 yeah, when they first came out? Ago. Well, no, when they first came out, they were ten bucks. Not anymore. Not the figures are the little Figures are $10 now. It's, it's
1: funny. Looking at the Black Series on my dresser right now, the first wave, the very, very first wave of Black Series had uh, uh, Sand Trooper, Luke Skywalker in a pilot outfit, Boba Fett, and Greedo. Those were the first four ever Black Series figures. Yet the whole seri- the whole thing, 40 bucks. Now some of these, for one freaking figure, it's like $34, 35 bucks for like the dark trooper and stuff like that one one figure it's like mind-blowing
0: disney's getting theirs yeah, <laughs> that's, that's all no that's all they say so yeah um, now it's... they got me
1: hesitating like the one black series figure i probably would have pre-ordered by now but i'm like man there's no it's just not going to be popular like i love the character but it's like there's no way it's gonna be a popular figure is uh, Skellen Starsguard's character from Andor, uh, Luthen Rail. I thought he was awesome. I love that guy, but I'm like, man, twenty five bucks to pre-order that figure, like you just know it's gonna go on sale for less. probably clearance.
0: <laughs> yeah, you might as well hold up on that one. Yeah. I mean I by game, the what buy the ones you really really want that are out or when they come out pre order if you have to, but
1: yeah, by if there's the ones, ones you that know that you know we're gonna like sell.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's just a but...
1: guy, like that's just he's just a guy. <laughs> I mean he <laughs> might be a Jedi, but
0: I don't know which we'll by the
1: way, um, they revealed that Jude Law, his character from uh, from uh, Skeleton Crew. Which is also set in the time, the Mandalorian, Ahsoka era timeline. He's in a former Jedi, Jude Law's character.
0: <laughs> All right. Um, when is uh, Andor? I know Saw is coming back. When's that? Did they even start yet? Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah, they're. Underway. I'm just waiting
0: for. Yeah. I'm waiting for Obi Wan. That's what I'm ready for. <laughs> Give me more of that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, um, yeah. Ewan wants it too. So the fact he wants it, like it'll happen. It'll happen. Of course.
0: Of course, yeah. man. He, we for all sure. thought this was a one and done. But once it was, it was said and done, and it was out. He was like, nah, man. I'm, I'm ready for more. It was cool. I mean, to me, out, out of everything we've gotten so far, TV wise my favorite has been obi-wan i, I like just uh, Obi- obi-wan's been in my life since the beginning since 77 i mean did the character obi-wan but right ewan mcgregor and mcgregor they picked they picked a good guy a good actor uh to portray him um and yes i mean we, we only got him in what three movies and then right. that was it that was all we got which was awesome and then yeah. later later, years years later we we get to the series and oh my god I just I wish they were hour a piece I mean even Mandalorian I mean any of these shows
1: right. wish they
0: were all hour episodes I mean it's not like yep. they can't oh. do it I understand there is a price on everything but <laughs> come on I hate being all into it and then tr- over and then over right yep I'm like man but uh So you know yes yeah, these eight-
1: season- Aiden's gonna be in a Soka. Do you think that means flashback to Clone Wars era, or does that mean spirit?
0: Um, I think flashbacks for sure. Uh, Force ghost, spirit, whatever you guys want to call it. Um, so that this is after he's. This is after he's dead, right?
1: Yeah, this is in the Mandalorian era. So yeah. Okay.
0: Um flashbacks. Yeah, I could see it. Uh I want to know did she ever go up against Darth Vader? I mean, in the the Rebels animation, did she know that was Anakin? Yes,
1: and she confronted okay. him and she told him, "I'm not going to leave you this time," and
0: everything. I'd like to see that live action. You can right. have a I mean, give us Give us all three. Give us the uh, flashbacks. Well, it's got to be flashback <laughs> with Vader too. That that too, and uh, a Force Ghost or whatever you want to call it. I don't know, man, but I'm I'm all for it because what we got. I know the fans hated Hayden. Pushed him to not act. Now they love him. <laughs> yeah, him coming back. I never had an issue with him. I'm, even uh, Jake Lloyd, I didn't have a problem with that. I was just happy we got Star Wars. I'm one of those fans that has appreciated everything we've oh, got. Yes, did, I, did I love Solo? No, but I was happy we got it. Do I love Last Jedi? No, I was happy we got it. So, I mean, I'm just glad that Star Wars is here. I mean, Star Wars yeah. is here for us. Star Wars is here for our kids. Star Wars is here for our grandkids and great-grandkids, Ray's if back. you have them. Ray's so back. just I'm, I'm, yeah, back. Yeah, Ray too. She said, nah, I'm good. She thought that was it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, there there was such I did I was cool with the three movies. I was just happy we got Star Wars. Did I like that she's gonna go by Ray Skywalker? No. Did we see that coming? Of course <laughs> we did. We saw that coming a mile away. So um I'm happy. Just the further adventures of Ray. Uh, I don't know. Is it a one and done movie? I don't know. I mean, they could have even did a series if they wanted to, but I, yeah. I don't know what they're doing. Um, giving us some more Star Wars movies, cool, because I know they did uh, put a halt on everything because there was just some stuff that just didn't hit. So they're like,, uh, let's go back and uh, to the drawing board and work it out. And they did. That's why they gave us all these awesome TV shows. yeah, and oh, the, fan, the fan, fans the fan is there for all of it
1: yeah, the acolyte trailer, the well. The one that they got to see at Celebration that we got the minute of. That looked so freaking awesome too. Uh did you see uh the assassin attack uh, Carrie Ann Moss from The Matrix? Yep.
0: yep. Yep, I'm happy she's in it. Yep.
1: So Trinity, uh, if, yep. Yeah, the dude from Squid Game, he was like he was like teaching younglings and he was saying something like, you know, the force is around us or something like that. So yeah, Acolyte looks cool. Um, I want to put it here on the record too, because the pod is a record. Um, I'm going to go out on a ledge and say the Acolyte, like they, they're, they're telling us here at the con that um, it's the story's based around these two twins, these two sisters played by this girl. And like, they're saying like, that's the Acolyte. I think in the end That I bet this is going to be Um Young uh Palpatine I bet he's hmm. The acolyte
0: I don't know We'll see oh, Speaking of Palpatine the- you, Speaking <laughs> of Palpatine do you think he was I know Moff Gideon Had a bunch of clones Spoiler alert, you guys should have seen it There was a bunch of clones <laughs> in those tanks Um Do you think Palpatine might have been in there somewhere? Not in all the ones that blew open. But do you think he was in there? Because this was totally leading into all the the cloning stuff.
1: yeah. No doubt. For sure. And, you know, it's funny. um, And this is actually just really funny. It's just a joke. But I've seen it going around a lot. People are saying, like, that wasn't the real Gideon that died. Because season one and season two, that Gideon had a mustache. All these clones didn't have a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Some people are joking that it's proof there was no
0: mustache. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Fans everyone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're, we'll see. But <laughs> we got more, we got plenty more Star Wars come in and of course we're gonna bring it to you as, as it comes along. But
1: yeah. Oh before um, we leave i do got to quickly mention because i put it in the
0: show notes the bad batch
1: uh it that season uh did end a few weeks before uh mando ended and it was funny going into the final episode i was like i hope they do a third season i'd love to have at least a third season make it a trilogy of seasons and We just by the events of the finale, we pretty much guaranteed like they couldn't leave the story where they left it. And then at celebration, they did announce um, we're getting a third and final season of Bad Batch uh, coming. So I'm glad they're doing it. Um, Great. uh, Great second season. So I'm glad uh, we're getting one more run with the batch.
0: Yep, I haven't seen any of that So, but That's good We'll You'd see like but Eric's running through all of uh, Clone Wars right now Oh, nice righty, Let's, um, we we're already in TV Might as well just keep it going with TV Sure I got one, two, three, four Things uh, I'll kick it off Three Uh, there was a bunch of documentaries that were Kind of catching my attention um this one i already watched that i talked about that movie that they did on um hulu a couple years ago which i thought was really cool with um what's his name gambit he was david koresh what's gambit from wolverine what's his name uh someone's screaming it he was in soul survivor i know he's
1: not coming to mind
0: uh something kitsch or whatever whatever oh, his name is
1: Taylor 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 Kitsch
0: Yeah Taylor Kitsch him But this was uh the true the true interviews and everything Waco American Apocalypse there was three episodes on uh, Netflix I assume this is going to be uh, a series cuz it says season 1 I'm like okay But uh, in Waco, Texas in 1993, cult leader David Koresh faces off against the federal government in a 51-day siege that begins from the biggest gunfight on American soil since the Civil War and ends with a fiery inferno captured live on national television. Yeah, this is a a Ranch Davidian, David Koresh and all his, his crew in there. They talked to of course, they showed the videos and everything and the phone calls they played were between him and the fbi uh people that were in there in the in the little cult whatever you want to call it uh some of the kids that were kids at the time that are older now uh the fbi guy that was leading the whole thing the the police and everybody and they talked to this one sniper that uh, was in behind it in the back waiting to uh do his thing with his crew and everything, and it was it was pretty interesting because what the sold me to this was, we're going to show stuff that was never showed before. I assume it was just the interviews with the with the other people. I don't know. I, the, a lot of the footage that they showed, I had seen on the news and all these documentaries and everything. I did like how they. Um, I think it was CGI. I'm not really sure. They were they had like a big layout. Uh, of the outside and above and everything, like it was a drone shot and everything. I don't know whoever did the graphics, I and mean, it looked pretty good. Uh, but we know the outcome. The FBI stormed the, stormed the place. Well, the ATF stormed it first, and then they got a couple guys killed. They killed some people on the inside. Then that whole 51-day standoff with them, and before the FBI just dropped the hammer and rolled in with the tanks, and in my opinion killed everyone. Uh, there was going that yeah they they probably lit the fire themselves and, and everything and some people did get out but the people that did get out they were like we didn't light any fires I don't know what they're talking about um, and some kids died in there I can't remember how many kids uh, just basically burned to death in there and everything but there was this to me this whole thing was just a big mess be it with the government officials and the local law enforcement and the people, the, the ranch Davidian people on the inside, uh, David Koresh, he was wacko. I don't I don't care. I mean, that's yeah. Believe in what you're going to believe in, but he was selling it. Like he was the, the second coming. He was the Messiah. He was God is what he was saying and everything. I mean, I, I go enough with religion and everything and i just i'm i'm good i mean if that's for you that's for you cool party I just kind of hmm, i'm good i'm spiritual but i Avoid what these guys were talking about so it sounds to me it sounded like some of the the people that were in there And they, they're one of the survivors that did make it out some of them like made it out like just when they were releasing people um I guess the the, the FBI where they were making a deal with them, look, man, we'll 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 read your manifestos. we'll We'll show you videos and everything, but you got to start letting people out. And one of the ladies, uh, she was one of the ones that they they let go. Basically David said, all right, um you're gonna be one, one of them that that gets to leave so you can go out and and tell our story. That lady seemed like, I thought she was going to be like, I was wrong, I didn't believe in it No, I think she still believes In all that stuff, but she was one of the lucky Ones that was able to get out I mean, even had those little kids Brainwashed Because there was there was one video that was real Eerie of this little girl, I, I can't remember Her name But uh, David asked her Well, what do, what do you want us to do to, to our enemies, and she was like I can't remember if she actually said these words But basically, she went We're going to destroy them And I was like wow Um, And yeah the whole thing I don't know if he was in there Raping kids I don't know I I wasn't in there None of these people that they were talking to Weren't saying anything I don't know I don't know where everyone's getting this information from Um, I know he was like He went in there telling everyone Look um, I'm the only one you need to If you're in here married You can't be married anymore You gotta be married to me Uh, And the people that went along with that Okay, man, you whatever floats your boat, but to me and I'm sure a lot of other people, that's crazy, but again, where well, I'm neither here or there. but the whole thing, um, yeah, he was trying to get his people out and the FBI was going so long from what they were saying that there was taking a million this this whole operation was a million dollars a day. I get it with all the people that were there and all the the resources they had to use, and then they just FBI just got fed up with it. Uh, Janet Reno's like, "F this, just go in there and do it. Put in the the tear gas, and that's when they rolled in with the tanks and started destroying everything. I mean, you can even hear the. I guess they had people on when the phones were on in there when they were trying to. They were trying to get everyone out. They were on the inside. You can hear. We can't go that way. It, it's blocked off. Like, whatever those tanks did were blocking off the, the ways for them to get out and then pumping in all that gas and everything. And I don't know how that inside structure was built, but it obviously hit something and the whole thing just went off and engulfed in flames. Hit the gas line, hit whatever, because there was a huge explosion uh, in, in part of that. It, like, it was already on fire. Then all of a sudden, one part of that that little compound just blew up. And I was like, wow, because they were showing a lot of stuff that I didn't see footage wise, because there was like every everyone in the mother that had a camera um, news camera was, was filming stuff. And I'm sure regular video cameras back then. Uh, I'm sure there was cell phones, but I don't think it was uh, like your cell phones today. Um, but it was crazy. It was It was three episodes and it just went into a lot of detail and everything. On what was going on with both sides but in the end to me i think it was just a big mess up on both sides everybody with the miscommunication and everything that was going on and i just really i really feel sorry for the little kids that were in there obviously they were the ones just being brainwashed with whatever this guy was telling them and everything but i don't know that that's the part that got me oh the sniper guy he said he walked over there after it was pretty much the whole place was was burnt to the ground he was walking through there and they were showing pictures he goes you could just see all this ammunition that they had just the shell casings because once the fire goes and those things get hot boom they they blow up they ignite they don't shoot out because it it takes um something to hit that uh the back of that uh of that uh, bullet round that shoots off the bullet so I mean, you can throw bullets in the fire and they'll just pop. They won't go. Pew, they won't go shooting out or anything. From uh, what my buddy did, because one time he was drunk and we were all standing by this campfire and he started throwing in bullets. <laughs> I was like, "What are you doing?" I thought, me personally, I thought they pew would go shooting out. He goes, "No, nah, man, they just pop." I went, "Oh, okay." So, but they just there was all that in there, and there was just. Melted guns and and everything that they had they had a whole arsenal of stuff in there and they were making their own bullets is what they were saying. Um, and then he said he said you just saw skulls and bones of just everyone that just pretty much just burnt to death in there. I was like oh they didn't show any of that but they I was like man he was like it was like he was like if you had to picture hell this is probably how it looks. Uh, I'm glad they didn't show any of that cuz that that probably would have kind of freaked me. You know me, I watch all this craziness, but I know it's all fake. But with something like this, I don't I don't want to see shit like that. But it was it was a good documentary series. It really really kept my attention. I already knew the story, I already knew the outcome, but with a lot of the stuff that they were saying and going on with it, I thought it was a really really good documentary series. You guys have any interest in on what went on there and what these people that were there uh, on both sides had to say um check it out uh and that was waco american apocalypse and that's streaming on netflix oh right. what do you got
1: i'll jump in there with the night agent i think i mentioned this last time uh we were on the netflix series where low-level FBI agent Peter Sutherland works in a basement of the White House manning a phone that never rings until the night it does, propelling him to into a conspiracy that leads all the way to the Oval Office. Uh, since we last recorded, uh, I went ahead and finished it. It's a 10-episode first season, and, man, I thought this series was really good. Uh, I'm glad to see it appears to be ever since it uh came out uh it looks like when did it first hit netflix first came out uh march 23rd uh and pretty much since then i know it's uh, pretty much maintained a spot on the uh top 10 rankings of netflix's top 10 and it's uh getting watched enough that uh it got the second season order so excited for more uh Night Agent cuz yeah I was really impressed by this show uh definitely a contender for uh, uh end of year shows for me I uh, really enjoyed this one thought it was uh, really good really well done so
0: I was going to start that but then I started oh after I watched Waco I was going to I saw that and I remember you talking about it. I was going to start it? it but it's awesome I saw this other thing, and I went, I want to watch this, so I ended up watching it Now I'll talk about that in a minute, but we're both going to talk about this next one. I didn't hey, even know what this is. I didn't realize everybody was talking about it. I was just, I just turn on Netflix, and yeah, I usually look at that one little thing, what's trending the most, and this was number one when I when I started it, and this is a new comedy series, drama series, and it got, it was funny in the beginning, then it got real serious, and then sad, and I was like, man, what's going on? I thought it was going to be a comedy because of Ali Wong. She's a comedian. She's hella funny. Um, This is beef. (laughs) Two strangers get into a road rage incident that brings chaos into their lives. It was was created by Lee Sung Jin and it stars Ali Wong, uh, Glenn, Stephen Yun, David Cho. I think that's how you say his name. A young Mazzino Mia, Ser, serif Serafino, I think that's their name. Mirabello and a bunch of other people. Um, it was, yeah, it was created by Lee, Sun Jin, uh, a bunch of different directors cause it was ten episodes. Uh, I believe they were all half hour, forty five to a half hour. And I think that last episode was an hour. But man, this was hella good. <laughs> I couldn't stop watching it. I started it late too. I was like, "Well, let me, let me watch the first episode and then see if I want to continue." I didn't know who was in it or anything. Um, and then I love Ali Wong, so I was like, "Oh, cool." So it, the first thing, it just yeah, it starts with a road rage incident. Uh, Glenn, he's only Glenn in my eyes. Everyone, he's Danny Cho. He's just trying to return some little uh, hibachi grills at Home Depot or wherever. Doesn't work out. He leaves. uh He's leaving the parking lot and he gets cut off by this white little SUV. And he kind of looks at it, honks the horn, and then he sees someone stick their hand out and flips them off. And he's already mad at the world on what's going on in his life. And he's like, F this, and goes chasing after this white car and everything. It was just chaos in the streets. I assume they were in LA. And driving all over the place, and then just kind of loses loses the white car. And this is when we find out it's Ali Wong. She is a uh, was she an artist? Is that what she was?
1: Uh, or was yeah. she
0: just taking yeah. care of that gallery? No, uh, she's she married.
1: Yeah,
0: she her. I know her. Uh, her mother in law was like some big artist from Japan. Um. And She's married, she has a kid uh, Glenn, he lives with his Brother Paul, uh, young Mazzino, that's his name And their cousin, uh, Isaac He was badass, I liked him, he was my favorite In this um, But it, it was just, yeah, just that one Incident, just, just all Hell breaks loose from here on For yeah. ten episodes, and it was Good, it was funny, like I said, it was sad And everything to end, which we won't Spoil, oh my god But before actually, we go, do you th-
1: I think you kinda combined the events of the final two kind of blend together, but it actually was thirty minutes and thirty-three minutes, but it probably felt like it really connected
0: the Did um fun. is there gonna be is this a one and done or is there gonna be more? No, there's gonna be more. Oh man, I'd I'd rather just be a one and done because the way it ended awesome. Because yeah, when it was I think- over, I went, ah <laughs> but Oh man, the, the ending the ending was amazing. It was awesome. I really loved what was going on. We won't tell you what it was, but I think this is definitely worth your time. After I posted it on Facebook, I mean everyone was like, Oh my goodness is hella good. I didn't realize that everybody was watching. I guess that's obviously yeah. why it was trending number right. one. I had never heard of it. I just looked for something to talk about on the show. Um this came out April sixth. What is it? April twenty third. So we're a couple weeks. And I I only started this like a few days ago And I I finished it I I couldn't stop uh, watching it But
1: but I loved it, man What do you think of this whole thing? Same here When I first checked it out It was definitely uh, Oh, I just want to talk about it on the show But then it was a Like, oh, I want to see where this keeps going And while I did think there were a few times It kind of lost momentum a little It would always then have another moment Where I was like, okay I'm not stopping i gotta keep going i want to see what happens next so it really did propel you through it like wanting to see what happened and yeah i mean it is you know it almost as simple as saying like yeah it's just that one event like once you kick something off like it it doesn't stop and uh being the big fan of breaking bad that i fan that i am i always go back i remember people ask uh vince gilligan all the time the creator of that um like what was the the moment of like no return for Walt. And he always says, it's just, it, it, it's that very beginning. It's that pilot episode. Like once you start, like that's what gets it going. And you know, that's kind of what happens here too. It's that one event and it just spirals and that's cool, you know, but and like you said, uh, I actually would be fine too. If uh, it doesn't continue, I don't know. Like, if it does, like, it almost feels like it's not even worthy of uh, that name, unless, like, it's going to be like maybe different characters at the center. I don't know. I guess they could do that. Like, a new. Yeah, I
0: mean, yeah, maybe keep it this, but add, I mean, just this was their story. Yeah. I mean, because there's be beefs can be with anybody. I mean, right. every single day There could be a beef with someone. I say, get do this like a anthology type of series, do it. okay, this is there now, still beef, but it's with these guys. right. I think it would I, I think it would work better. Who knows maybe that's what they're doing. I don't know. Right. but I just I loved it because the way this ended, if they okay. give us another season with them, I, I don't know. I just, I just love how it ended. I mean, there was so much yeah. going on with so many different characters. Yeah. I'd be happy with the way it ended because the way it ended was amazing. And like I said, I, ah, it's over. And I, I just, I loved it. I thought this was an amazing series. I loved it. I, I love Ali Wong first of all. Glenn, he's badass. Um, I, I don't know. I don't want to spoil it, everyone. You guys definitely, yeah. uh, definitely watch it. We'll. Will this make my top ten? Oh, definitely. right now it's in there. Who knows? Maybe we'll get bumped out by something. But right now it's in there. Yeah, you never know. And <laughs> I loved <laughs> I loved this whole story of what was going on. So I didn't care for Ali Wong's hairstyles, but uh, but it was it was an awesome show,
1: yeah, yeah. I'm right there with you. glad uh, glad I watched it cause too often a time to like, you know, I'll start these shows. I'll and then like, let it sit on a couple episodes so i was real happy not only to get through beef but to get through night agent and like actually you know cross them off the list not just leave them hanging like oh yeah i watched four i watched five episodes you know so
0: (laughs) all right um this next one is uh a um a disney plus series i knew it was coming but then oh
1: yeah i'm in on this one too
0: the whole accident with Jeremy Renner, and this is uh, renovations. Uh, Jeremy Renner teams up with an expert builders to acquire lar- large, decommissioned government vehicles and reimagine reimagine them as the mind blowing creations that serve kids in the communities worldwide. Uh, Jeremy Renner is the main guy. I don't know his business partner. And then there's a bunch of other people that come out. I only watched uh, the first episode, and uh, his guest on that one was uh, Vanessa Hudgens. But what he did is um, he lives in the Reno Sparks area. From what I understand, he lives up in the mountains in the Sierras uh, off Mount Rose. Yep. Uh, for those of you that do know to keep up with him, he did have an accident uh, this winter. He got run over by his uh, snow plow or whatever. He pushed his... um. I think it was his nephew or something like that. Pushed yeah. him out of the way, and then it got him. He was on Jimmy Kimmel, and he told the whole story. <laughs> and he was just beat to hell. He thought he was dead. Because um, where he lived and all the snow at that time, because where he, where he lives and it snows, it snows. It's not inches. It's feet uh, right. up in those mountains. So, But they did get up there in time to get him, and air care flighted him out of there, took him down to the Reno area and put him in the hospital. And he said he was... He was uh, well. He was mainly mad, and just because he didn't know. You, none of us want to be in the hospital, but right. um, I guess he kind of went off on some of the nurses. But he said he goes at the time. He was like, "I am gonna go back there and apologize to all of them." And Moran is a good guy, man. He does a lot of good things uh, for the community. And what he did here, he's got um, this big uh, like a junkyard, but for uh, old cars. It was like buses and trucks and all kinds of stuff over somewhere in the Sparks area. I couldn't exactly I mean Reno was mainly Sparks is really flat and wide open. Um there's I kind of I kind of got the gist of where Audi. it was.
1: There's a there you see the thing on the building it said Audi.
0: It's like way off of No, it's not even near Audi. It's way well, it's like going it, toward I think it's out Yeah. like way behind uh, well, you can still see downtown, so it's kind of often Joel's direction, like yeah. way, way back that way somewhere. But anyway,
1: I will say yeah. I watched the third episode because it is the Reno Sparks episode, and being that I am so familiar with the area, spent my high school years, I went to high school in Sparks, so um, it was cool. I wanted to see all the 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 reno shots that they they got and and everything like that and yeah at, at least for that episode the third episode the reno set episode um they they did at least some of the building and they kept showing like it ha- and i was going to ask you about that because it it said on the outside in big letters Audi and i was like is that like where shopco was like because I don't, I don't remember seeing that personally. Uh,
0: no, where where, is where they were, their shop is where they were building. No, it's that wherever they're way out there, somewhere. Well, they got that big, yeah. they got that big building, that warehouse right there. So
1: we might have. i sure by the time I, we might be moved on by the time I find it, but I'm gonna pull it up and send you the picture of it. Because yeah, it, the flat out says Audi on it.
0: Because the first episode, he took a big old passenger bus, like one of those one Greyhound-looking buses, and gutted it and turned it into a mobile studio for these, um, I think it was called Bass. Uh, it was a musical program in Chicago uh, for the kids out there. And he got him and his crew and other friends that came in, and they gutted that thing and turned it into a huge... Uh, mobile recording studio, which was awesome. I mean, the whole soundboards, recording uh, rooms. Um, I'm pretty sure you can put a regular drum set in there, but they had the uh, electric drums in there, and I'm sure amps and everything, all that. I was like, oh, this is cool, but I was like, those buses aren't that big either. I mean, if you've been on a regular like tour bus, uh, shout out to my brother Orion. Uh, he let me on their tour bus, and I went and looked. I mean, you see them in the movies and everything. They look cool, and they look big. It, they're small. <laughs> uh, especially he goes, yeah, this is my house for the next two years because he was out on the road. Uh, it was cool to go on. That was the first and only tour bus I've ever been in like that to, that were for rock stars. Um, but, yeah, they gutted that thing out, and uh, it was awesome. I thought it was really cool. I assume they drove that whole, that bus from Sparks all the way to Chicago, or did they... Put it on the back of a 18 wheeler and haul it out there. I don't know, especially during the winter too. Right. Uh, other to to leave the where it was cold in Nevada to drive it across country to where it's colder in Chicago. I don't know if you guys have ever been to New York or not New York, Chicago in the winter, but that shit is no joke. <laughs> right. Oh man, it was cold. It was to me. Someone from California, it's cold here, but it ain't like it ain't like. Chicago, Illinois is cold. I'm right. sure it's colder in other parts of of this country, but it was it was so cold it hurt. That's how cold it was, and I'm <laughs> like, nah, I'm good. Um, I don't like that. No, you don't like the cold, dude. You would not like it, dude. It, dude, it hurt. It it's so cold your phone shuts off. Right. Yeah. You and know that's what? how it's cold like- it is.
1: You know, it was like so disappointing to just pulling up my weather. I could probably do it again right now, but just yesterday looking at uh, I have like 10 spots, you know, places I visit, people, family, this and that. And like 10 things just looking at it in a glance. I was in the coldest place of all like it was like 65 in Susanville and it was like 53 here. And I'm like, dude, (laughs) why am I going
0: back up? (laughs) And by next week, it's going to be 80. But then we go back down to the 60s. I mean, why can't we ever have like a couple months of just low 70s? And it just goes from cold to hot. I hate it. Oh, we were down in Phoenix on vacation. Uh, It was like 80, and that was hot to me. Everyone, this is not, this is nothing. I said, I know it ain't nothing, because it gets like 100 and something. In Phoenix and nah I'm good But uh, it, it, This is a cool show I want to I continue And watch the rest of it but um,
1: I just sent you through The thing and I was like I couldn't place That because I was like For a second I was like And now that I'm looking at it here I'm like No that's not the That's not uh, where Shopco was
0: No if anything it, it's It's probably those Um there's a lot of warehouses off of Vista. Um, then all that stuff. Uh, if you're on, um, what was that? 80 on the right hand side, the airport side of 80, there's all this stuff. There's a bunch of warehouses. It could be there. I don't know. Or it could be wherever their, their shop is.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm not, I'm not really sure. That one I sent you, uh, Captain America, the Falcon, Anthony Mackie. He comes out for, uh, He's there at the beginning when the idea is just kicking around because that that episode is based around a uh, for the boys and girls club. They want to do a mobile rec center to drive around the Reno Sparks area to bring it to the kids. And like they want to put an adjustable uh, basketball hoop on the back of it and uh, a fold out like soccer goal on one side, a big old awning. Uh, inside they want to put, uh, video games, computers, uh, a 3d printer. So yeah, they really did it up. So, and when they eventually, uh, presented to them, they brought them out to, uh, that Rancho San Rafael right across from UNR where, the uh, only time I ever end up there is, uh, last couple of years going to the balloon races with, uh, Joel and Sherry and fam uh, end up out there, but yeah, they uh, they had the boys and girls clubs out there, and then yeah, they they drove it out there and presented it to him. So
0: that was cool. Yeah, but I like what's going on. I, I want to watch uh, the rest of this. I just watched the one because I just wanted to see what it was, but um, it, yeah, it's a cool to- show. I like what's going <laughs> on. This is will we get another season? I don't know. Uh, he's got to heal okay. up.
1: Yeah, he's up probably. and
0: walking around. He's he's around on a cane and everything. So we, we want him to be back in uh He said uh, he's not
1: put up on uh, Hawkeye either too.
0: He better not, man. He better he well, he <laughs> needs to get off that cane and, and get himself back to uh uh close to 100% cuz I mean, yeah, he went through a lot cuz when he was saying he goes, "Yeah, I At the time, he knew he had broke bones, but I guess all the swelling and everything, they really couldn't tell. Obviously, I'm sure they uh, did x-rays and everything. He goes, they kept finding more and more broken bones in his body. And that's why he was like, I'm surprised I'm here right now telling you this story. So, (laughs) I mean, it's good. I mean, he, he does good for a community. and I know some people, oh, he's just doing this for the show. I don't know i met the man once and he seemed cool to me he seemed genuine he wasn't an asshole he wasn't like nah i don't want want to talk to nobody he just he's living his life he's doing his thing but he is a hero he he saved uh his nephew and uh he he took he took one for the team because i'm sure that would however big that thing it don't matter how big that thing was i mean it was heavy Oh, uh, and it it ran over him. Uh, so, but yeah, shout out to him. But yeah, renovations. It's on Disney Plus. It's a, it's an awesome show. I did watch it one episode, and I like what's going on. I'm gonna continue to watch uh, the rest of it.
1: Yeah, interestingly, uh, I noticed them saying in the beginning that uh, he was gonna do these like four like projects, uh, but then I noticed there's only three episodes. So I was like, that's interesting. Or maybe yeah. I paid attention and like maybe they are doing like an episode a week thing. I don't know.
0: <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, what else you got? I, got? I got one more.
1: I got, I got a couple. Um,
0: Go for big it. Big one. Because I'm, I'm ranting and raving on this last one.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> big one. Uh, Succession is back. Uh, actually, last time we recorded. It was back that night, but I didn't get to watch the premiere episode. Now we are for the fifth episode, just aired tonight. Uh, so that actually shows you the distance between our uh, episodes here. The first episode aired last time we recorded, and fifth episode aired tonight. So that's where we're at. And uh, yeah, final season is uh, humming along. Uh, at the third episode of the season, they had a real kind of monumentous, one of those HBO episodes. It's got everybody talking and buzzing and it's funny to talk about because you don't watch it and who knows where, you know, the listeners are with it. So I don't want to step on the events of it too much, but uh Yeah. I mean, the show just not only is it uh, awesome and dramatic and has that like Game of Thrones style struggle for power set in a modern setting, but it's also just always constantly hella funny, like literally like every scene usually has something that is like really funny. So it's one of the funniest shows on TV, too. So um But like I mentioned last time, before I even saw any of this final season, uh, I'm glad they're just tying up now because some shows definitely outstay their welcome. I always think of uh, Weeds, which was just such a beloved show for me, especially uh, in its second and third season. And then they just kept going and kept going and kept going. And to me, it lost its... Buzz. <laughs> but yeah, uh, succession still got a few weeks left on it. So I probably will just uh, bring it up one more time once uh, it's all wrapped up in the bag.
0: All right. What else you got?
1: Uh, a couple quick hits. Let me just quick hit three right here uh, The Crossover, a Disney Plus show. Um, I was excited to check it out as another uh, basketball show. If you listened to the last episode, uh, you know how much I loved uh, Chang Can Dunk. So I was excited to check this out, but uh, it didn't leave me that impressed, honestly. Um, the coolest part about it is uh, David Diggs, uh, always a fan of what he's doing. Uh, he's the narrator for it, so that's cool. Uh, And it is a basketball tale, but I don't know. To me, like, I don't know. I just, it didn't grab me. And they didn't, like, leave a lot of room for surprise in the show. They kind of put out right off the bat that uh, this young family, the uh, dad, At least in the future timeline, has passed away, and one of the sons has had an accident that's uh, left him disabled. And it's like, I I guess we're gonna see how he got there, but uh, yeah, it didn't really grab me. Uh, I might go back, and who knows, maybe I'll change my mind on the show. But uh, after one episode, it didn't make me want to keep going with the series. So I think the whole thing is up on Disney Plus right now. And that's uh, the crossover. Uh, And then lastly, just real quick, uh, quick hit on some uh, reality shows here, the challenge world championship, which I also mentioned last time that continues to run. That's been uh, really good. And I just wanted to mention uh, last time we talked, I had said how I had watched the, uh, challenge Australia and UK, and I was wondering where the Argentinian version was. And since we recorded, uh, they have added the Argentine Argentina version to uh, Paramount Plus. And like I suspected, um, it is in Spanish or Portuguese, uh, whatever the language of Argentina is. And what I found actually quite interesting about it, I was like, well, I know the nature of the show. I don't need to, you know, technically, you know, hear every little line they're saying. I can pretty much keep up with what's going on in the game as far as the challenge the game itself. But what I found really interesting compared to the other uh, shows is I guess it shows like the nature of, like, what they prefer in an Argentina TV show, they were way more about, like, the events going on in the house and the, the talking, and, like, that actually kind of drove me away because I wanted to watch it for the competitions and whatnot, but the Argentina show seemed a lot more built around uh, the talking and the dynamics in the house, so... Yeah, anyways, but yeah, uh, World Championship is still uh, going uh, week to week, every Wednesday. So I don't know how many more of those episodes they got left. But uh, finally, Big Brother Canada uh, has been going. And that's been really interesting. Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And since I'm not in Canada and I don't have the VPN, uh, only way I can watch is uh, on a link when it airs uh, on the the east coast time but here on the west coast so on uh wednesday or tuesdays at four wednesdays at six and then thursdays at four um so the way they've been usually running it is you get the tuesday episode with the hoh competition and the nominations wednesday with the veto and the veto ceremony and then Thursday, the live eviction, Um, which sadly um, that is usually the day that it's toughest to watch for me just because it's a truck day at work for me. And especially the last couple of weeks, uh, they've been scheduling me to uh, all the way till five. So uh, I missed like the whole eviction episode and I was I was sad especially for this last one because uh, uh, the guy that was evicted this week, Hope, uh, he had been quite a character in the house. And I hadn't seen this before in all the years of U.S. Big Brother, all years of Big Brother Canada. Uh, it was actually pretty cool. He uh, enjoy, uh, did a choreographed dance with the rest of the house as like a goodbye thing. And I thought that was actually pretty cool we've seen uh sour exits and i'm not gonna hug you or acknowledge you and i put a curse on this house and you know some real sour exits so it was actually kind of cool to see like such a a joyous exit and uh, the dance and and whatnot so that was cool uh I was glad to see that but also interestingly in this season of Big Brother Canada it was such a big thing that last year in the US that uh, we had a quitter uh week 1 of the game cuz that like it just never happens um but this season of Big Brother Canada we had one person leave the first week of the game and then I think the third week of the game, we had a second person leave for like medical reasons. And then the person that was going to be evicted, just self evicted themselves. They didn't even wait till to the live eviction show. So, uh, three, <laughs> they've had three people, uh, Uh, leave this season of Big Brother Canada but the thing that I found actually most interesting is something I've been talking that um, I think it actually be quite beneficial to these shows as far as drama they cast like a bunch of people on this certain season of Big Brother Canada who like aren't that like super fanny that aren't like super knowledgeable about the game and it's led to like some messy moves some mistake moves some moves that like if you were familiar with the nature of the show and its history and how you play things out uh, moves that wouldn't have been made so it's actually made for quite an interesting season so uh it's uh It'll be pretty interesting to see how, what uh, happens here as uh, the season winds down. Because right now you've got, uh, as far as like alliances go, you've got uh, the crown on one side of the house. They used to be a lot bigger, but they've lost uh, uh, two people the last three weeks. They lost two people. So the crown is down to three people. And then you've got the girly pops on the other side. That's three girls. They're still there. And then you've got this guy, Ty, kind of in the middle, who's really good at competitions. Uh, As far as outside the house, he's like ruined his reputation. Uh, People highly dislike him online. He's shown himself to be uh, kind of a jerk of a person and condescending to women and whatnot, so uh, not good for Ty when he gets out of the house, but uh, right now he finds himself in an interesting spot where people want him out. They see him as a threat. He is good at the competitions, so I highly doubt he'll make it to the end, but uh, yeah, you've got the crown on one side and the girly pops on the other, and uh, yeah, I'm interested to see how it'll uh, wrap up, but yeah, it's been a good season. It's just too bad that uh, the only way I can keep up with it is when it uh, live streams uh, Video Brother. I get that through uh, Hamster Watch. If you uh, have any interest in uh, checking out uh, Big Brother Canada, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, 4, 6, and 4.
0: <laughs> Sorry about the noise, everyone. I'm trying to close my desk drawer and it's not cooperating <laughs> yeah. with me. Rolling around? Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> Keeps opening. Yeah. Alrighty. That was all you had? I think so. Alright. I was going to watch that. Uh, what was that show? The Nightman or whatever. <laughs> the Night Agent? Yeah, that. <laughs> the Nightman. Demon. I was watching watching that episode the other day. Uh, Is there new episodes for that going on now? Yeah, it's the longest running
1: show in cable history.
0: I don't even remember the last season that I watched, but yeah. Shout out to all them. Always sunny in Philadelphia. All right, this is one that's on Netflix. I was gonna watch The Nightman or fuck The (laughs) Night Agent, (laughs) but this kind of popped up, and I saw. Oh, what's this? This is uh, American Manhunt, the Boston Marathon bombing. It's um, just came out uh, sometime this year, Um, April twelfth. Well, this month, then last week, week two weeks. I don't know. there's only three episodes. Uh, you Can't Interview a Corpse, The American Dream, and. No, wait. White Hat, Black Hat was the first episode. The American Dream, and then You Can't Interview a Corpse was episode three. Uh, and look at the tragic bombing and the two brothers who terrorized a city with, uh, with archived footage and reenactments and interviews. Yeah, we all know. I think it was uh, 10 years, sorry, everyone, 10 years ago when this happened, the Boston Marathon, and when those guys, those two terrorist dudes, um, the two brothers uh, set off those um, pressure cooker bombs at the uh, – one was at pretty much at the, uh, the, the finish line, and then it was like maybe a block away. It, it looked like a block away uh, where the second one blew up. And they were talking to people that survived it, and then they were talking to the guys that were running the whole case, the the guy that was head of the FBI in Boston area, all the cops. Uh, they talked to the one of the cops that had to shoot, two of the cops, uh, that had to shoot out with them in Watertown, uh, and that was crazy. And there's like footage of it, people that were in those houses while that firefight was going out uh, on, in their front yard. Of uh, them filming with uh, cell phone footage and, and everything, and what was going on? And those guys throwing pipe bombs and pressure cooker bombs at the cops when they had that big shootout—that was crazy. If you seen the movie Patriots Day, man, that movie was awesome. Uh, but it, this goes into all that. Then um, they talked to uh, friends of uh, the two the two brothers. I, I didn't know all their story on, on what was going on. Uh, it did seem like it was the older brother that got uh, pushed into, not really forced or anything into into that belief of of what it is. It it wasn't the Muslim religion because they they talked to some people on that thinking after after nine eleven, these guys were taking uh, just all the, the 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 ridicule and everything just because the guys that flew the planes into the World Trade Center. Um they were they were just blaming everyone that looked like them, everyone that believed in their beliefs. I mean it's not it was it, these were just fucked up individuals that did the that did the plane stuff and these two motherfuckers that did this in Boston. Um the with well, the older brother, he did die. Uh he he uh, he got shot a couple times. But then uh, his brother ran him over and he ended up dying at the hospital. Uh, and the younger brother got away, uh, I think, for I think like almost 20 hours before they finally caught him. But they were talking to a lot of people. Um, I knew the story um, and what happened, but it was just all the stuff that uh, they went into a little more detail on the whole thing and what was going on and what the the cops and the FBI had to do to try to find out who. Who these two guys were and what their motives were and everything they went into all that and they really went into the backstory of the two brothers and their family of where they came from and when they came to america and how they were living their lives i mean the older brother was he was going to be a boxer he wanted to be on the uh, for the he wanted to box for the us um, olympic team but they wouldn't let him because he wasn't born in america and they made it seem like that was the beginning of him not liking America and then have to deal in with everything. I'm sure 9-11 didn't help uh, with the, the way he thought about it. And then he did go to uh, where he was from, and they were saying that he, he might have went over there and, and started talking to who knows who and everything. But they were talking to these other guys that he when he went home, they were like, nah, he wasn't, he, just came out here and partied and hung out. So I I don't know. And this is just what they were saying in the documentary. But what the authorities had to go through, I mean, it was, it was ruthless. It was sad. I mean, when, when anything like this happens, um, anywhere in in the world with bombings and everything and, and all the innocent people that they get killed. Uh, one little kid, I think it was eight years old. He lost his life as well as some, some grown ups, uh, some people, there was a movie, I can't remember what it was called, uh, Bubble Boy was the main guy and it was dealing with um, his character. And he lost both of his legs. Uh, they talked to one lady, she was, uh, I believe she was, can't remember if she was at the first blast or the second blast, but uh, when the bomb went off, she just fell to the ground and her friend that was with her lost her life and she actually lost lost her leg. But they were showing pictures of everything. Of the people just, everyone there has a camera, especially cell phones, and they were just taking pictures of everything of the of the aftermath of the bombs. They showed some graphic stuff, but they didn't. I'm sure there was more and more graphic stuff out there that they didn't show, which was good. I didn't want to see that little boy laying there, so I'm glad they didn't show that. They showed that in the movie, but they would just showed a little um a tarp or a white sheet over. That little kid's body. Um, but and then all the stuff that these guys went through to just try to find them. I mean, they they went to work immediately. I mean, they told everyone, we need everyone to send us all the pictures you took, all the videos you took of that day before the blast and or just anything you had. And they said within minutes that they made that announcement, their FBI, website server or whatever almost crashed because so much stuff was coming in pictures pictures and pictures and then you got to have this whole team to sit down there and go through all of it and they eventually found the two guys that uh they were their main suspects called white hat black hat and then they saw the the footage when they got footage of everything uh mainly the footage from like uh security cameras or whatever businesses were right there uh, the the street cameras and everything, and then they slowly started piecing it all together, and then they realized that all right, these these are our main two suspects on what they did. Uh, in the movie Patriots Day, they, they did they used actual footage from the security cameras and, and put it into the movie. So I mean, that's pretty much how they found out who they were, but they didn't know who they were, and then they went through this whole thing. They were trying to reach out to people. if anyone knows who these motherfuckers are, man, just let us know. but it was it was just a whole big buildup and everything. And then they they talked to the um the young Asian gentleman, uh, I believe he was Chinese, that uh, when they um they they basically carjacked him and held him hostage, and they were supposed to drive all the way up to New York and they were going to let off some more bombs in uh, in uh, Times Square. But he, uh, I guess he was with them for two hours and, but he, 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 he found his chance to escape and he took off and ran. And that was, I mean, all the whole, the whole, everybody that was there to help after, after the blast and everything, all the, the law enforcement, all the EMTs, the paramedics, everybody that was there, uh, security, everyone there that, that helped out with everyone after they, those, to me, those, those people are all heroes, um. And this young gentleman, too, if it wasn't for him, they probably wouldn't have found out who those two guys are, where they were at that time, because when he got away, he ran uh, to another gas station across the street, ran in there. And hey, these these two guys, uh, he had a really, really heavy accent. They had to put subtitles on the screen. If you've seen the movie, uh, about the, uh, was a Bobby Yang that that did him uh, that portrayed him. He did him perfect. He sounded just like that guy. But that that comedian guy, when he talks, he sounds he doesn't have an accent. So he did him really good uh, in the movie Patriots Day. If you guys haven't seen that movie, definitely check it out. Marky Mark, awesome film. Um, and he was the one that told him, okay, they're in my car. It's got a uh, whatever those find my car things in it, um, LoJack or whatever the hell those things are called. Uh, the gps thing in it so they knew where they were so that's when how they went and then they uh then they started talking to the cops that had that shootout with them and then they were showing the cell phone footage of everything that they were going through the the, the gun blasts. there was people filming from like blocks away and they can see when they when those guys started throwing the the pipe bombs and everything that's when you see the flashes from the explosions and everything and uh the people that were on the 911 calls calling you can just hear all the gunfire going on in the background i was like damn it was like a war in boston in the streets um i don't know how long it lasted but it it, it seemed, i'm sure it was maybe minutes uh and everything but man it it was it was brutal and that one cop that they were dealing with he was like man we were we were running out of ammo cuz you're yeah, we, we're, they're geared up and everything, but you, you only have so much ammo. You don't expect to get into a firefight like that. <laughs> because it, when that cop was talking, he goes, yeah, I seen them throwing things. And he goes, I just saw it in the air. And he goes, what's he throwing? Sticks? Until he heard it hit the ground. The cling, cling, cling of the pipe bomb. And then, then he said then he kind of knew what it was. By then it, was, it just blew up. So he's it was it was rough, and then that day talked to that other uh, sergeant. Um, he was portrayed by um, what's his name? J. Jonah Jameson, that actor. Um, what's his name? Uh, uh you know what I'm talking about. <laughs>
1: dude. Uh,
0: him. What <laughs> black. <guy>. Yeah, him. <laughs>
1: uh, J.K. Uh, Simmons.
0: Yeah, him. Uh, he that J.K. Simmons looked just like the dude. The real guy in this one. Uh, and the guy that John Goodman's character, I think he was, he was an FBI. I think he was whatever, police chief or whatever. That guy kind of looked like John Goodman, but not really. But the dude that that uh, Kevin Bacon portrayed did, didn't look nothing <laughs> like Kevin Bacon. But, hey, it was a movie. You got to get big stars for these movies. But yeah, man, what what these guys went through. They said it was like a, over 100 hours or something like that. Uh, on what the, from when the bombs went off to when they finally caught that kid at the end i mean but all the stuff that they were showing and everything and the interviews that they were dealing with with everyone i was like man especially when they were talking to friends of theirs in the movie they uh the one the the, the younger brother he his friends they found all this bomb making stuff in his room in in his uh his dorm room and then they just kind of just shoved it back in the closet in the movie but in in this they said they they found when they saw the pictures and they realized that who he was and they found all that stuff in, in the closet or in his room and everything they tried to hide it they like took it off campus to somewhere and then but after they were um when the fbi stormed that room and, and grilled all them they kind of came forward and said yeah he had some stuff and, and we hid it so that they fucked themselves there they should have immediately just went, hey, man, there's all kinds of weird shit in here. He was our roommate and left it at that. And they would have been all right. And I'm sure they would have interrogated them and everything, but they would probably just slap them on the wrist, send them, send them on their way. But no, nah, since they went and tried to hide all that stuff from from the from the feds, they nah, they, they got they got they, they got locked up. I don't know if they're still locked up, but they went down for that. That was stupid <laughs> to try to hide that stuff, especially after something like this. So it was all the interviews that really kept me interested uh, in this because, I mean, I knew the outcome and everything on uh, what happened and how the the demise of one of them and the other dude that got caught. he's um, He was found guilty, of course. Um, they were trying to do the death penalty, and then I guess he didn't get it, but then they went and retried him and all this again. And then I guess now he's in some federal pen somewhere, and I guess the way they made it seem at the end that he is going to get executed. Uh, I think when it's cut and dry like this, you already you have the guy, you have the footage, you know, he did it. He did admit to doing it. I mean, you guys may not think this way, but in my opinion, they should have just killed this motherfucker by now. Because uh, you're just wasting tax money keeping this these dudes alive especially something like this man I mean you know he did it he admitted to doing it and I mean there's footage of all this not all this chaos that that happened well, from when they had that shootout man they 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 like the cops said there was bullet holes everywhere and they're they're surprised and they're lucky and they're happy that nobody got hurt or killed from random bullets flying all over that neighborhood so that was good. I mean, I, I thought that was, I'm sure, because the cops were like, get in the basement. and But they said there was one guy that kept coming out. Like, oh, what's going on? What's going on? They showed that guy in the movie. <laughs> He's the one that gave one of the, the officers a little sledgehammer. But they were saying, yes, yeah, one guy kept coming out of his house. We kept telling him to go back in. But, man, it was, it was nuts on uh, what happened over there. So I mean, it's it was a really good documentary. I mean, a lot of the stuff that I'm, I already knew, but when they were talking to the interviews and everybody and what was going on, um, they 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 caught him, which was good. I mean, how often do something like these people like this that happen uh, some places I mean, other parts of the world that they get away? Oh, um, the and the uh, the Waco one, I guess when everybody was. Uh, on the perimeter where all the the press was and people were showing up they were saying uh they had a video and pictures of Timothy McVeigh he was there he's the, he's the these the motherfucker that blew up the um was it Oklahoma City is that where that bombing was where he yes. blew up that building yes and uh they 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 had him there and he was had his little nazi rhetoric bumper stickers and everything and everything so I don't know he was saying that he was nuts, too, and, uh, and know, uh, they, yeah, because they, they kind of tied him into that whole Waco thing, but, man, but this, both that documentary and this one, uh, I watched them pretty much back to back, so, I mean, I was, by the end of these two things, I was like, all right, I need to start watching something funny, <laughs> because it was just like, oh, man, it was a lot to take in, but with both of those documentaries that are on Netflix, I knew we all know the outcome of what happened in Waco, and we all know the outcome of what happened uh, in Boston at the marathon, and Watertown, and Cambridge, and all that. And they even they they I, did they need to show the, the graphic footage of that police officer that they got ambushed by them and killed. He was a like I think he was a cop at uh, the college. I think it was MIT. And when they tried to uh, they tried to get another gun from him. But uh, they said the way his holster was, there there was no way they could have got it. But he did. That officer did lose his life. They didn't show him. They didn't show his body or anything. But they showed the inside of the car. And there was blood everywhere in there. I was like, oh, man. Like I said before, man, when you know it's real is when it bothers me. But when, when I know it's fake, it doesn't bother me. But I was like, oh, I'm just glad they didn't show his body in the police car. But.
1: Not that they show this kind of stuff on there, but I don't know why that reminded me. Um, I don't know if you remember a few years back, I brought up uh, that TV yeah. show Live PD. It aired on uh, A&E. And then um, when the events of uh, 2020 went down, they uh, canceled it and removed it. And I assumed it was like gone for good. I just happened to notice... Um, I don't know if you ever mess around with the channels on Peacock, but uh, I usually go on there just because they have a dateline 24-7 where they just play random datelines. So I'll throw that on. And I noticed um, they've, like, rebranded the show, and they still do it. It's, like, On Patrol Live or something now. Have you seen that it's, that uh, they do that now? <laughs> uh-uh. Yeah. It's basically like what Live PD used to be. And now it's it's basically the same thing, but it's called like On Patrol
0: Live. I don't know, man. I mean, again, if I know it's real, it's, I mean, I see things. I mean, I've seen crazy things. I mean, people that, that post stuff on Twitter, TikTok, yeah. Instagram, whatever. It's crazy, but... Yeah.
1: Well, that's like what the whole shtick is here. That it's like it's really they're really showing that evening out on patrol with these officers.
0: Yeah, I mean, I give it to all the men and women that do do it, the good ones that do it. I mean, there there is bad. there's There's bad apples in every bunch, but um, and there's. Plenty of documentaries and everything that document all the corruption within uh, the government, within the, the police forces and everything. It's it's crazy. I, I don't I don't know. But um, but yeah, man, what what these guys went through or any anybody in, a, in, in, the, in the in the in the police forces, sheriff's department, whatever, FBI, all these guys on what they did, men and women on what they did in Boston i was crazy like it's crazy man i can't believe it was 10 years ago can't right. believe how long i can't even believe how long 9-11 was right <laughs> that was in 2001 and that to me yeah no. that's seemed like yesterday crazy when that yeah.
1: i mean i remember i mean
0: but this but too, the same
1: man. Time, jade was a uh, baby so I, mean, I guess that was the difference <laughs>
0: yeah but it, it, this is this documentary. It was good, man, and the Waco one. I mean, just with all the interviews and everything, all the the reenactment and everything. Um, but yeah, that one kid, man, he's sitting in a cell somewhere. I assume he's by himself, or maybe somebody would have gave him some some prison justice. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, I don't know where. I don't. He's he's scheduled to die, and I don't know when that's gonna be. I know some people are against. The death penalty and all that. I mean, I am too, but... Like I said, something like this... When you know... That this people... Have they executed people? Innocent people? Of course they have. But... When there's something that's cut and dry like this... You know this motherfucker did it. Fucking... Throw him in a hole somewhere. It's crazy. I mean, because I mean. Yeah man, I mean tax money man. They they they're not they're not fixing what they should with our taxes. I tell you that much. <laughs> Cuz uh, some of these highways I drive on and roads, especially in the Bay Area, all this tax money they take from us in California. They ain't fixing the roads. I tell you that much. Or even out in the res. and and uh, I don't I don't know why I, pay taxes or anything on the res but i don't know wherever they're getting their money they need to uh they need to do something with those roads because we're out driving around on the res in arizona and man it's some of those roads are shit even in, in arizona the the state when we we're in nevada everything was all good i mean even those highways out in the in the middle of nowhere they were fine they were good nice smooth roads but once we got into arizona as soon as you crossed that border, man, there was just like potholes left and right everywhere. I was like, man, I don't know what they're doing with their tax money in Arizona. and They ain't fixing the highways. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. But that's my opinion. I mean, if you got any of you listeners live in Arizona, maybe you guys agree with me. Because, uh, yeah, from that, I think we were driving to Kingman from Vegas. And that once we got into Arizona, I, I told my son, I look, you're going to see a difference. I said, watch wow, as soon as we cross the, the state line out of Nevada, back in, into Arizona, you can see how the roads got instantly, dude. I was like, oh man. And that's like coming down 80, going over Donner. I don't know how shitty it is in California on the on the on the roads, but as soon as you cross into Nevada, whew, nice and smooth. But, <laughs> uh, that's just how it is, everyone. I don't know what they're doing with our tax money, but anyway okay. yeah American manhunt <laughs> the Boston Marathon bombing uh, three episodes um if you like to just listen to every everything that, that they it, it does get graphic at times but not too graphic. Uh, they do show the explosions a few times so you will close your eyes if you, if you don't want to see that but um it was really it was a really good documentary series uh, I thought I thought it was awesome that was the only reason that uh, I sat down and watched it for three hours. Yep, Uh, as far as TV, that is all I have, unless you got anything else.
1: Yep, that's it. Wow. Two hours.
0: Yeah, we're two hours in, everyone. We still got movies, and uh, and then I think collecting, (laughs) because we did sports at Star Wars already in the beginning. But uh, movies, what do you got? I got one, two, three, four, five movies. How many you got?
1: One, two...
0: All right, well, I'll take it away.
1: <laughs> I guess I'll go back to, uh, the movie I promised, uh, last pod, <laughs> which was a while back, but I said I was going to go to D and D dungeons and dragons honor among thieves, uh, which already, uh, funny title just because, uh, You know, as much as I watch Impractical Jokers, um, one of the phrases that uh, always gets thrown around with with me and Jade, we're always joking. It was just random, but uh, from the show, when um, they're trying to get people to cover for them, they jump into stuff in the uh, grocery store and they try to get the game was to get somebody to go along with your story. (laughs) And Murray told one of the guys... Because he wouldn't go along with him. And Murr said, I guess there's no honor among thieves. And the the guy's like, because I'm not a thief. But uh, yeah, it's funny. I always joke with Jade about that. Anyways, this movie, uh, a charming thief and a band of unlikely adventurers embark on an epic quest to retrieve a lost relic. But things go dangerously awry when they run afoul of the wrong people. That's kind of a weird description. A uh, former Harper named Edgin Darvis and his accomplice, Holga Kilgore, are imprisoned for two years. Upon their escape, they discover that their former ally, Forge Fitzwilliam, has become the Lord of Neverwinter. In an effort to clear their name and revive Edgin's wife, they plan to steal a valuable artifact from a Forge's vault. They recruit the help of Simon Amor and Doric and together they embark on a perilous journey to retrieve a powerful relic. However, they soon discover that they're being pursued by dangerous enemies, including a red wizard named Sophia, who will stop at nothing to stop them. This is Chris Pine, is Edgen, Michelle Rodriguez, yes, uh, Justice Page, Sophia Lilith. Uh, Hugh Grant and a bunch of other people are in it. And it's directed by John Francis Daly. Um, I heard a lot of good things uh, going in to see this. I did see it um, that opening weekend. So, yeah, you know, comes out on Friday, but they got early screenings on a Thursday. I saw it on a Saturday. And I'd say it was kind of the standard fare for for around here until we talk about the next film that uh, I saw. But uh, about 12-ish around people uh, in the theater for this one. It runs two hours and 14 minutes. And it did have a uh, kind of uh little mid credits moment and it did have a thing at the very very end of the credits um it's not a must-see moment but there's something there so it's like if you're a completist like obviously see it but it's like it's not like a must-see moment i would say but there's a little something at the very 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 end of the credits so um but yeah i thought it was uh really fun and really well done i was looking forward to it just for that that fact of like i've never been uh, a real uh, D D player myself obviously i'm familiar with it through everything else we see in media from stranger things and everything so i am mean, more than familiar with the way it works and i even played like uh Video games where they play it. Uh, I was just talking about that Life is Strange series. They play D basically in that. So, like, through that, like, obviously, I'm familiar with uh, the way it works. Um, I actually, uh, just because of their cool design, I've picked up a few of the pops, a couple of the gelatinous cubes, uh, a couple years ago, the green one, and they just came out with the blue one this year for uh, Wondrous convention (laughs) as the sticker says um but yeah i thought it was super solid um just based on where we're at as far as uh movies out this year i'd say it's definitely on the list right now I don't know if it'll be there at the end of the year. It depends on what else we're we're getting this year and how much I like other stuff. Uh, I liked it solid enough to own it. Like, I don't know if I'd go out and buy it like right away when it came out, but if it was like a thing where I saw a deal for it or, um, you know, Black Friday type deal, I definitely wouldn't mind having it in the collection. It's, it's, uh, I feel like it's a really rewatchable film. I did really enjoy it. It just didn't like blow me away like top notch like i'd say solid 8 8 out of 10 uh is what i'd give it and uh, i do highly recommend it i thought it was a lot of fun so it'll be interesting to see if they do more i know uh, i heard uh that opening weekend uh i guess it did well as far as like it it did more more numbers than it was expected to to do so uh, there's uh the one character in it uh Reggie Jean Page's character he might be getting um his own cuz he's only he like is a character that kind of joins the party only for like one mission like one kind of thing he's not with the group the whole time so I heard them saying, like, if anything, like, he might get uh, his own kind of, like, spinoff. So, that could be interesting. But it did well enough that uh, I could see them making another one. So, you didn't get uh, out to this one?
0: No, I, I was going to, but those are the movies I wanted to see before this yeah. one.
1: Yeah. I get that, but yeah, solid. It's enjoyable.
0: So. All right, um, this one, uh, I just seen it, but I believe it came out last year. And this is a film called Bunker. Horror, thriller, war. Mm, okay, uh, trapped in a bunker during World War One, a group of soldiers are faced with an ungodly presence. That slowly turns them against each other. This is directed by Adrian Langley. And this stars a bunch of people I never heard of Eddie Ramos, Patrick uh, Lotain, Julian Fader, Luke Bynes, Quinn Moran, uh, Adriano Gatto, Mike Mehim, Sean Cullen, Sam. Hunston, Kayla, Radomski, things like I say it, and a bunch of other people. Well, a few other people. All right. Uh, I was just kind of scamming around, trying to watch uh, something, and um, one of my friends told me to check it out. I think that was the main reason I watched it. I thought it was new, but it was new to me, but it wasn't uh, new to this year. But yeah, World War Two or World War One. Uh, they're out there fighting the uh, the English, um, and there is I think there's some Americans um, that's uh, with them. They end up uh, they were supposed to go and try to just take on uh, the enemy, and they kind of they're, they're wanting them to just look. There's bunkers all over the place. Just go in there. Find out what's in there, destroy it all, and then get the hell out and everything. There's a story that one of the soldiers, that tells them, is, look, there's uh, evil things that are going on um, below in these bunkers that are uh, just not out of the ordinary. It was just like a campfire story he was telling them that he had heard. So they go into this bunker and they find out that it was um, and there was Nazis and all them in there. They were trying to figure out what happened because they they were supposed to go storm this place, but there was nobody there. So they're like, well, what the hell happened? What's in there? So they go into this bunker. Then all of a sudden there's an explosion and they get trapped in there. I think there was eight of them. And then while they're in there, they start to see things. And uh, there's spirits. They find this one uh, survivor, this German guy, or he was kind of like strung up. Uh, against this wall or kind of hanging from the ceiling he had like uh knives or something through him it's kind of like strung up like how jesus was on the cross he's got knives through his hands and everything and everything so they kind of pull him down and they uh they kept calling him kraut <laughs> that's what the what the the sergeant guy kept saying to him um, so, but the, then all this crazy shit starts happening. They start seeing things that they're not sure if it's there or not. And they start hearing things. Uh, they're talking to someone on a radio, uh, and just all hell's breaking loose in this bunker. And it, and it's like I said in the synopsis that they things that are happening, and they slowly start to turn on one another. Uh, this movie was an hour and 48 minutes. It could have been a little bit shorter, but i I seen what they were doing. Uh, but in the end, I, I won't say I won't give away the ending. I did like it. It just kind of drugged on some parts. But it, it was a good little story. I thought they did really good with the, the acting was good. They thought they did good with uh, just cinematography being in a bunker. The, the effects, they were cool. The practical effects were cool. Uh, I thought it was going to go a different way, but it didn't. So, but in the end, I did like, I did enjoy the film. Would I watch it again? Probably. Uh, I don't know if I'd buy it, but I thought it was a really good movie. Um, it's out there for rent, and uh, I just found it. And um, but yeah, I enjoyed this movie, Bunker. So, uh, yeah, if you guys, if I'm selling it to you, definitely check it out. Read it, read into it, uh, watch the trailer, and everything. But yeah, this movie was cool. It was pretty good. It was it was well worth my time, and that was Bunker you got one more yeah all right hit it
1: all right uh i went to see super mario brothers movie and i was quite surprised uh maybe i shouldn't have been uh But because, you know, like a lot of places here, uh, Tuesday is your five dollar movie deal movie deal day. But I figured going about uh, I think it was like one fifteen on a Tuesday. I figured it was I thought at least that was uh, before school got out. I I thought so. But then I realized after that uh, I remember uh, only a few years ago when it was in you know, elementary, middle school, there'd be like these days. They're like one day a week where they'd get out earlier. So it's like, I wonder if that happened because this was far and away the most people I've been in a theater with in years, as at least locally. Uh, this is the most people I can remember in a theater since uh, the first quiet place back in 2018, that was a near full theater uh, for that. And that's what this was too. There was barely a seat open in the house. Uh, I really couldn't believe it. And I'm not surprised to see um, it already. It did huge numbers over its first weekend. So that was the Tuesday after it, uh, you know, opened on the Thursday, the Friday, and then it had the Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So that Tuesday, is when I was seeing it in theaters and, uh, yeah, I was just blown away to see how many people were there. And especially here, like kind of mind blowing, but I guess that's, it's kind of the thing that happens. You never know, um, with the movies that are aimed towards kids and the younger audience, and sometimes you kind of hit these things. It's not like there's been a, a lot of, uh, Mario brothers movies. So I guess it is kind of like this perfect storm of, uh, you know, got a little buzz and it's kid friendly and they haven't done a bunch of them. So yeah, it got huge, uh, This on IMDb, it's described as the story of the Super Mario Brothers on their journey through the Mushroom Kingdom. A Brooklyn plumber named Mario travels through the Mushroom Kingdom and a princess named Peach and a anthropomorphic mushroom named Toad to find Mario's brother Luigi and to save the world from a ruthless fire-breathing Koopa named Bowser. Uh, Chris Pratt plays Mario, Anya Taylor-Joy plays Peach, Charlie Day plays Luigi, Jack Black plays Bowser, Uh, Carrie Payton played the Penguin King, Uh, Keegan-Michael Key plays Toad, Fred Armisen plays Cranky Kong, Seth Rogen plays Donkey Kong, and yeah. This was uh, hour and thirty two minutes. I thought it was cool for what it was. Obviously, it is aimed at a younger audience. And uh, if you listen to uh, the anchor show we did a little while back here, uh, where we were talking about uh, uh, retro video games, um, we you know we talked a lot about Mario and my past with it, grew up with it. Uh, The original NES, um, Super Nintendo, Mario. I had that whole idea for, I used to design levels and stuff. So I have a big history with Mario. I know all the the stuff is at least as far as it relates to uh, the old games. Not as far as when you get up to, you know, Wii and Wii U and Switch and stuff like that. Like I'm not familiar with the uh, more recent generations of of mario but uh the original game so i'm familiar with all the stories so it was fun to see like little touches they did there i think my favorite part was actually the beginning before you get into the mushroom kingdom and it's set in uh brooklyn and uh, they actually play uh, uh no sleep till brooklyn <laughs> so brooklyn but-
0: Get yeah. that biggie. We're brooklyn, brooklyn,
1: brooklyn, brooklyn at! We're Brooklyn at! We're Brooklyn at! We're Brooklyn at! We're Brooklyn at! We are brooklyn at we are brooklyn at we are
0: brooklyn at we are brooklyn do
1: go not like that. That's
0: that
1: stuff. That part's five, actually really fun. I liked that touch. And they did like uh, a take on uh like a local access kind of. Uh, local commercial like they did a local like plumbers commercial the super mario brothers i thought that that i I really liked that stuff um you know obviously at some point like it you know falls into you know the story kind of as you expect it and it kind of hits its marks but um, i mean obviously it's uh it's a huge hit, like it's I think it's like uh right up there with all these other ones that uh I know have been crazy hits over the years, so uh, it's funny to see that uh, Metascore is actually way down at uh forty six so This is one of those that maybe uh, (laughs) some real film critic types aren't uh, necessarily loving it. I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. I see (laughs) actually there's on uh, the Metascore on uh, IMDb. I see 83, a 75 and a 70. Those are the only greens. And then there's uh, three. uh, Whatever the orange caution. And then from there, it's four, four reds, so, but yeah, classic case of like, uh, yeah, this is a huge hit, a huge crowd pleaser too. So, yeah, all <laughs> right. It. Super Mario Brothers.
0: I do want to see, I think I'll see that before I see, uh, Dungeons and Dragons, Alrighty. Oh well, perfect. Um,
1: it's like it, this is whatever. It's not too long, hour and thirty minutes, you know. So yeah,
0: I was gonna ask Renee. I said, "Do you think Daniel would sit through it?" She goes, "Does I he so. know who Mario is?" <laughs> I don't know. I don't
1: think he'd be fine, even if he didn't. It, you don't have to, honestly. That's like I think one of the appeals of it too. Everybody knows who Mario is, but it's also an origin story like he just starts out he's a plumber he doesn't know anything about the mushroom kingdom before going there so all
0: right yeah two and a half hours everyone we have to shotgun the rest but pick, it up. pick it up all right uh this is a new one that came out last week i think i don't remember but this is um yeah april 14th is when it came out this is renfield horror comedy. Renfield is a tortured aide to his narcissistic boss. Dracula is forced to produce his master's prey and do his every bidding. However, after centuries of uh, servitude he's ready to see if there is life outside the shadow of the Prince of Darkness. Uh, This was directed by Chris McKay and this stars Hold on a second. Let me uh, get to IMDb. That was Google. Uh, uh, let me see. All right. This stars Nicholas Holt as Renfield, Aquafina as Rebecca, um, John Raphael, Ben Schwartz. He plays uh, Tedward Lobo. A Brandon Scott Jones. Shira. I don't know if you can try her last name and academy award winner nicholas cage as dracula and a bunch of other people all right i saw the trailer for this and i was like eh, okay it's all right uh good to see nicholas cage is back in the theater because he has been on a run of just straight to uh vod movies i mean there's a lot of good ones out there everyone uh color out of space is awesome mom and dad is awesome um what the hell's that one Mandy that was pretty good and uh, pig which uh, I thought was an awesome film uh, But this one I remember see heard heard about this film And when we saw pictures the first pictures of how Nicolas Cage looked all done up as Dracula. I was like, what the hell is this? So I was they were not selling it to me and when the trailer came out, I was like, uh, oh, okay but I love Aquafina. She's awesome. She's probably my favorite in this film. Nicholas Holt, he's getting just about everything he has done. But Nicholas Cage, man, he sold his role because this movie was fucking awesome. It's definitely on my best of list. It was hella good. It was, I didn't know it was going to be. I knew it was going to be horror comedy. I didn't know it was going to be action. Fighting. Uh, gun sh- shootouts and everything oh my god they there and it was just blood and gore plenty of it in this film and i want like, i'm in on this movie i'm glad they didn't show too much in the trailer I didn't even know uh, John Raphael was in it. I must have not been paying attention <laughs> to the trailer, but uh, he was—he was awesome in this too, man. I thought he was just gonna be in it for like a second. Now he ended up being one of the uh, the main bad guys through the whole thing. But Ben Schwartz, he's—he's he's always John Raphael in my eyes. He's badass. Aquafina, she plays the same character in everything she's in, so she's hilarious. Uh, she was a police officer in this, and so she kind of meets up with uh, Renfield, and they kind of have their little uh, back and forth together. But um, Nicolas Cage, he's in it, but he's not in it a lot. It's mainly about Renfield, uh, Christopher Holt's character uh, and everything. But when Nicolas Cage comes on the screen, man, he's awesome. He sells his role, and he is Dracula for for 2023. (laughs) Because I couldn't believe how awesome this movie. This movie shouldn't have been as good as it was. It should have just... Just been another uh, campy Dracula horror comedy film, but man, it was awesome. I loved it. I mean, the the I'm watching the trailer now. They I get I again I must have not been paying attention to this trailer because they do show some of the one of the scenes. It was pretty badass when they had that gunfight in this apartment building. But man, it was uh, the apartment building court. It was awesome. And man, the blood and guts and the dismemberment and everything was there. And I was all in. <laughs> this movie was hella good. I want to go see this again before it leaves the theater. Because, man, this movie was hella good. Um, there's nothing much to the story. It's just about Redfield just trying to deal with what he's dealing with, with Dracula. And then these people find out about him. And then they're trying to uh, stop Dracula and everything. And is she gets pulled into it. Uh, there's corruption within the police force so she's trying to just um do her job and everything trying to bring trying to find out who this renfield guy is and, and then she finds out more and then she finds out that he's a servant to dracula and everything so but yeah the movie it, it does nothing to really spoil in it you just need to see it to see it and I've just appreciate how awesome <laughs> this movie was because even eric He was like, I did not think that was going to be a good movie. I said, I didn't either. I just wanted to see it to talk about it. But, man, this movie was hella good. I loved it. Uh, It it didn't get that much of a a good rating. Um, uh, The meta on 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb. Um, But I don't know who, who, who that is. I don't know what it is on Rotten Tomatoes either. But, man, this movie was awesome. I loved it. Every minute of it. Uh, it got a 57% on Rotten Tomatoes. So I guess you're a little over uh, the middle mark. I don't know if that is the audience score or the critics. Let me see. I did get a new computer, everyone, but it's in the other room. I'm still working on my old one. I got to still move some stuff off this before I can actually uh, get rid of it and everything. Um, But, yeah, Renfield. Ugh. It, it, if you like these type of little comedy, bloody shoot 'em up movies, this is it. This is the one for you. And I, like I said, I did not think it was going to be as good as it was. Because <laughs> you know me, I love the little craziness and everything. And it was it was awesome. It, it was it was total CGI blood. I know some people don't don't like that. I don't like it at times, but I thought they did a good job with it here. But I, I was, like I said, once once all the chaos and everything started, um, I was all in on it. I mean, I, I liked how uh, Nicolas Cage looked. He looked goofy in the pictures, but when you see him on the screen and everything that's going on, uh, I just loved what was happening in it. Come on, man. You guys are killing me. What's going on with Rotten Tomatoes? But yeah, Renfield, everyone. Uh, It's still in the theaters. Definitely check it out. Like I said, I want to see it again before it gets uh, yanked. And uh, yeah, Renfield. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes ain't working good for me, everyone. So I don't know what it is. But obviously, Fifty Seven is probably the um, critics. But anyway, all right. I'm moving on. I got real
1: quick. uh, Real quick. Were you a, a fan of Fletch?
0: The original. With the uh, yeah. Chevy Chase? Yeah, I like The second one was all right. first one was good. Are they going to remake yeah. it? They were supposed to do it. Kevin Smith was they... supposed to do it.
1: Well, they did one recently with uh, John Hamm playing uh, Fletch. Confess <laughs> Fletch. Uh, I see it's on Showtime right now. I don't have access to Showtime, though, so...
0: Do I? Uh, curious to see. I'm not sure if... Do I have... I do. Okay. Um, what's it called? Confess, Fletch. When did this come out?
1: 2022. Oh, Sounds
0: cool. Uh, I didn't even know. They made it. All right, I'll have to check it out. Well, I better hurry, because it's leaving in 46 hours. Oh. <laughs> but, all right, yeah, everyone, Renfield, check it out It was awesome film All right, this next one it, it was supposed to come out in 2020 But then all hell broke loose in the world So they kind of held on to it It actually came out uh, last month on March 3rd And this is uh, the new Children of the Corn Possessed by a spirit of a dying cornfield, a twelve-year-old girl in Nebraska recruits other children in her small town to go on a bloody rampage and kill all the adults and everyone else who opposes her. Soon a bright high school student who won't go along with the plan becomes the town's only hope for survival. Where is Where's the IMDB at? I I'm, might. Something else here um, But alright um, There is Nine Children of the Corn films I think um, Alright this is, well, I'll get to those in a minute This is directed by And written by uh, Kurt Wimmer And adapted from Stephen King's Short story And this stars Alina Kampuris I think that's how you say her name kate Moyer, bruce spence he was uh, the gyro cap in um road warrior aka mad max 2 a callan mulvey he was in justice league he was in avengers one of them and some other movies i'd seen him in this is the first time i actually heard him talk like a lot he had a lot of lines in this Stephen Hunter, Jaden McGanley, Ashley Juergens, Sister Stinger, and a bunch of other little kids and some grown-ups. All right. Children of the Corn. What does it say here? Nothing ever really dies in the corn. All right. Um, (sighs) This movie was not good at all. Okay, there is... Um, how many movies? I want to say nine. With this one, um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and then the original eight. I, I don't, I don't know everyone, but man, it, it was this movie was not not good at all. <laughs> um, they had a budget for it. Because it was, I thought that they shot it pretty good. All right, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, nine movies with this one. Children of the Corn. I thought this was gonna be like a remake. I guess it kind of is. It, but it wasn't set in Gatlin like the original one was. Um, I did. I haven't seen all the Children of the Corn films. I think I've only seen other than the original and this one. Three of the other ones. I saw two, three, and I part six, and and I was just like, ugh, I just, I don't know. But I, I think Brian and I are gonna run through the series uh, of this. But this movie wasn't. It kind of seemed. It, it, I guess you could say it was a remake. There was no Isaac, like the little kid from uh, the um, the original. If you if you read the uh, the short story, I think it was in. What the hell, which book it was a novella um i can't remember which stephen king book it was in i i didn't read it but actually some somebody read the whole story on youtube and i listened to the whole thing um it is totally different from the movie from the original movie but this one um uh, I, I i didn't like what was happening the, the little girl kate moyer she played eden edwards awesome little actor I thought she, out of everyone that was in it, man, she sold her performance in this. I thought she was really good. She wasn't phoning it in. And it is my opinion. You might, me, me guys, may if you got seen this, you may think differently. But I liked what she was doing in it. I liked her character in this. How she, uh, got kind of pulled into this. Her in the beginning, her brother comes out of the corn, and then he goes on a little killing spree in this daycare center, and yeah, kids were killed, uh, and everything. But <laughs> Um, she kind of he says something to her, and I guess that kind of triggers her. On her, and she's gonna just sell her rhetoric to all these kids in this town, and basically they're gonna kill all the adults and everything. But there's another girl. Her name is um, Boylan. I think that's her name. Uh, sure, that's her character name. Is played by Elena Campois. I think that I can't pronounce her last name. <laughs> She's the one that's like, no, we can't, we shouldn't do this. This isn't, this isn't wrong because that little girl brainwashed all the kids and the teenagers to do her bidding, like how Isaac did. There was no Malachi. There was no Isaac. There was uh, no blue man and all that. And there was he who walks behind the rose. And that's another story for another time. Cause I was like, they show he who walks behind the rose in this. And I was like, really? Um, all right, I'm going to give you a little spoiler warning right now. If you want to watch this, go watch it. But if not, if you don't want to hear what I'm about to say, go up a minute or two. Uh, you hear the sound. One or five, four. Three, two, he who walks behind the ropes, They show it. CGI, it was decent. It wasn't bad, but it looked like Groot but made out of <laughs> corn stalks and, and everything. I was like, really? <laughs> that's, what you, that's what he that's what he walks around the rose looks like in this version of Children of the Corn, but I was like, ah, oh, really this it was it was. yeah. I was like, oh no. I, I was like come on. Um but like I said the the movie was shot good. They obviously had the budget. I don't know if this was supposed to be in the theaters or anything but um i don't see why it wasn't if you guys saw that remake of pit cemetery that was garbage that was in a the theater but this one is just, just as garbage i was like what the hell's happening in this i thought it was gonna be it kind of is a remake kind of uh, of, of a prequel to, to what happened but i don't know i don't know what what this is actually really labeled but i was kind of like i wasn't I wasn't sold on it. I mean, I knew it wasn't because, like I said, they made so many Children of the Corn films. What does this say on... It was released in the theater for 18 days, but then it was probably just in uh, small places. It's supposed to be on Shutter, but it's, uh, it's not on Shutter yet. Uh, I checked. Uh, only the original one is on there. Um, where'd they film this? Trying to see if it was in Nebraska. Oh, uh, principal, principal of photography began in New South Wales. All right, they shot it over there. Um, but uh, they didn't really go into say if this is a remake, prequel, or whatever. I I don't know, but it was. Uh, I was I was not. I was not sold with it. It was just like. Come on again. Nothing against all the actors that were in it; they all did their job. Uh, but it's just, it just—it just what well, to me it just wasn't a good movie. Um, maybe some of you have seen all the other Children of the Corn films, other than the original one, which I love—the uh, '84 version. That's that's my Children of the Corn. The second one that came out in '92, Children of the Corn. The final something I can't read it. Um, at least that one. The second one at least started where the first one ended. When every when all the kids ran out of the corn to get away from Isaac and Malachi and he who walks behind the roads. And then it kind of took over from there and there was a new kid that was uh, running the show. As far as three and four and five, I had no idea what's going on in that. But like I said, Brian and I are probably going to run through them all. But Children of the Corn 666, that one got only got me because it's the return of Isaac. Or Isaac Returns. And I was like, what? I thought Isaac was dead. So they explain what happened to him after the first film and everything. So I was like, all right, cool. I'm in. It was stupid. (laughs) but So after I I, I haven't seen the other ones. uh, Children of the Corn, Revelation or whatever. And then Genesis. And then, I don't know, Fields of Blood or whatever the hell. I don't know. But this one... Uh, I could see why they held on to it, but they finally just, you know what? Let's let's just put it out. And it it was my opinion, not good at all. So will I ever watch it again? No, probably not. But who knows? Maybe someone at the Horror Returns will want us to do a commentary on it. But uh, until that time, I I no, I I didn't, I didn't like it at all. It was. How long was it? It took uh, I think it was hour and thirty three minutes of my time wasted. <laughs> but again, shout out to Kate Moyer. I thought she did an amazing job as her character because she had a lot of lines to 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 say. So I mean i can I can give her that. I don't know how old this young uh, woman. she's fourteen years old. So that's now. So what was she twelve, maybe eleven when they did the first one? Uh, or when they filmed this, actually, but um, yeah, I thought she did a, a really good job with her performance. Um, who knows? Maybe she can do some other things. But uh, Bruce Spence, it, w- it was good to see him. I hadn't seen him in a while. Um, so, and he was in uh, was it Revenge of the Sith? He was one of those dudes with the big foreheads. Uh, he was Tion Medon. I don't know. I don't know how you say his name, but. Yeah, he was the gyro captain Road Warrior. And he he also came back in um, Jedediah, the pilot in um, Beyond Thunderdome. I need to watch those movies with Eric. He had never seen any of them. But, yeah, Children of the Corn, Yeah, if you want to, if you want to waste your time, go for it. If you're dead in solitude, you have no interest, you're not missing anything. But if you want to see who he who walks behind the rose. Yeah, check it out. But anyway, yeah, Children of the Corn 2020. But was it was just released this year. But all right. On to my last two films. We are pushing the three-hour point. <laughs> so, but Dead or Evil Dead Rise came out uh, on Friday. Horror Fantasy. I didn't realize how short it was, but it did fly by pretty quick. It was an hour and 36 minutes. Nothing at the very end of the credits. This was directed by Lee. Kronin, I think that's how they say his name. And this. I movie.
1: have seen this trailer over a 100 times. They aired it all through the NBA playoffs. So every time out, every end of half, every end of quarter, I've seen this trailer like probably 200 times.
0: I watched the trailer once and just didn't really want to really examine it or anything. I said, "Ah, I'll just see it when it comes out. A a reunion between two estranged sisters gets cut short by the rise of flesh-possessing demons, thrusting them into a primal battle for survival as they face the most nightmarish version of family imaginable. Again, this is directed by Lee Corrin. And this... Hold on, let me read what uh, IMDb says. A twisted tale of two strange sisters Reunion is cut short on basically the same thing. All right, this stars a Mariby Pease Passy, I think I don't know his name, Richard Crouchley, Lily Sullivan, Anna Marie Thomas, Noah Paul, Alyssa Sutherland, beautiful young woman. Uh, Gabrielle Eccles, Eccles, I don't know. Um, Morgan Davies, Billy Reynolds, McCarthy, Nell Fisher. Shout out to her; she was a little girl in it. A Tai Wano. Shout out to him too. Um, Jaden, he was, was another little boy that was in it. Jaden Daniels, Melissa Zhao, and Mike Mitchson All right. Evil Dead Rise. There is. Evil Dead, The Evil Dead from uh, is it 80? The early 80s when that first one came out, uh, 81, yeah, early 80s. And then there was Evil Dead 2, then there was Armory of Darkness, then in 2013, they did the uh, the remake, uh, Evil Dead. Uh, Eric hasn't seen any of them but this one. He's like, Do I need to see the other ones? I said, You need to see the proper Evil Dead. Um, and the, the, the first three, then watch the remake and and see this one. I said, but I'm pretty sure if you just know the, the book of the dead, the Necronomicon and all that, you're familiar with what's going to happen. All right. What this film, I won't go into too many spoilers in this, so it'll be a spoiler review, but this movie is basically all the other films just in an apartment building find the book of the dead read it all hell breaks loose people are read it get possessed all hell breaks loose credits um and that's all this was it was just basically the same thing we'd seen in all the other ones but you know if you already know the story you want to see the the violence and the blood and the guts in it and this had it all I don't know how much gallons of blood they used. That's why I said shout out to um Nell Fisher. She played Cassie. She was a little girl in this. Man, that little girl was up to her eyeballs in blood and covered in it. <laughs> so but yeah, like I said, it was it was just that. I mean, and all the craziness that went on in this man, it got really, really bloody and really brutal. Uh, there were some friends of ours that were sitting in front of us. Um, shout out to Angela and Gus. Uh, she like screamed hell aloud it was like with the first uh, kill of of, <laughs> of the movie <laughs> but, um in in the end of course I'll buy this I'm a completist I have all the other the other films the other evil dead movies the original 3 and the remake um I did not really care for the the remake when I first saw it cuz it was right after Kyle and I was just not in a good place I just went to see something just to get my mind off it for for a little while. And I really was not really paying attention to the, to the movie. I just remember leaving the theater. That was stupid. But uh, shout out to Blind Frankenstein, a.k.a. Big Jesse. He told, Dude, just watch it again. Watch it again. I love that movie now. It was years, years, and years later, I watched it again. And I said, all right, this movie is awesome. So they, that's just what this movie is. Blood, Guts, Book of the Dead spirits people getting possessed and then basically being trapped in this in this apartment building and everything what you see in the trailer is pretty much just the 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 mild stuff they could show you because you all if you're familiar with these films you it's all the same thing like i said just an apartment building dealing with this family and some of the neighbors and everything in it but the effects were amazing the the, the CGI that was in there there was a little shout out to um I think it was Evil Dead 2 uh in this which I thought was awesome uh, I did like how the book of the, the the Necronomicon I did like how that looked um that looked pretty cool it, it was totally different it didn't look like um the last book and it didn't I think it didn't look like the last book I don't remember I haven't seen that 2013 one in a while but I'm going to watch it again with Eric but um, I love the original series. I love that. I loved Ash versus the Evil Dead. That TV series was awesome. I wish it was still going. But um, yeah, I mean, if you just if you've seen Evil Dead, all you horror fans, I'm sure you guys all rushed out and saw this like like I did. I saw it the night that it came out. Well, I didn't see it Thursday. I saw it Friday night, opening night. Uh, there wasn't that many people in there, but uh, I was happy I saw it. I just didn't want it to get spoiled to me. But there was nothing really to spoil. So, like I said, if you've seen all the other films, you've you know what's happening. You just want to see what they do, how the possessed looked. Well, I obviously see the mom uh, in the trailers, and you just want to see the blood and the guts and everything that goes on within it and how they stop it. But yeah. Evil Dead Rise. It's it's I thought it was cool. Um, I do want to see it again. It will be in my collection. It, it this is on my horror list. Um I guess I could put it on my regular list, but I can clearly see this getting bumped out uh, out of my regular best top 10 best stuff. But on the horror list, it's there right now. So we'll see. Will will it make it to the end of 2023? I don't know. We'll see. Um, But Evil Dead Rise, I did enjoy it. I do want to see it again. And like I said, if you've seen all the other Evil Dead movies, it's basically the same story (laughs) that you already know. So, but yeah, definitely check it out for all you horror fans all right uh
1: one more note i had on it uh as far as my hundreds of times seeing it while it's being promoted during the nba playoffs uh, a week ago uh last sunday was easter that was the second day of the nba playoffs proper and um you know not only do they air the commercial during the games the uh play-by-play commentators they do ad reads and they did for one for that and one of the games they had on uh they did the ad read for that and then the commentator actually got highly offended he's like oh how dare they have me read this ad on uh, easter like this is this is ridiculous
0: <laughs> let's just read it you're getting paid <laughs> <laughs> they, didn't have, they didn't have someone in the audience like they did with Smile when that one lady was like at all the baseball games smiling.
1: <laughs> Not that I've seen, but I'm surprised, like, because like I said, like there's certain ones. There's this uh, you're a cool cat, the Amazon thing. I've seen that a trillion times. The uh, Taco Bell, let's eat, let's eat that one. I've seen that a trillion times. Uh yeah. And then, yeah, Evil Dead. That's in the mix. Like. <sighs> I love keeping up with the game, but then I'm like, oh, no. Here come the commercials again. And then, yeah. like, uh, today, um, during the Warriors game, because uh, tonight they were doing the Sunday night baseball uh, Mets Giants and they play that oh what a night that song and like it was actually driving me nuts because they would they played the commer- the same commercial over and over like three times in a row. Do 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 oh what a night and then it ends doo, 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 and it restarts oh what a night I was like, "Ah, this is driving me crazy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, they got to hype this thing up, and they did. I mean, I didn't need to watch it a billion times. Like like I said, when the trailer first came out, I watched it. All right, cool. I'll wait until it comes out. I didn't want to kill myself trying to analyze it because uh, you knew where it was going to go, especially with with the first. film. Uh, Army yeah. of Darkness, Army of Darkness was the one that was totally different. That's uh, the
1: one that's the most popular.
0: <laughs> not it's like my least favorite out of all of them everything up to now. I mean don't get it's me funny. wrong, I mean I love I love Bruce Campbell, he's an awesome guy. If you ever get to meet him, meet him. But I don't know. I mean I loved it I I've, I've seen I saw it once in a theater. I own many different versions of it, but I haven't seen it in a really long time. Uh, did but Q
1: did the punishment when Bruce Campbell was on the the episode.
0: No, I haven't seen that. Is it a new one? Uh,
1: yeah. Uh, Q does the ash uh, hurt yourself as, as the punishment while uh, Bruce Campbell looks on what was funny though is if you've seen if you've seen the impractical jokers commercial where they talk about all the new episodes and they're like guest stars bruce campbell they show him and they show a uh, cue smash a plate on his head and it, he like didn't use like the right one like he used a real one instead of a breakaway one and uh, uh, Myrrh and Sal Like hella like oh my god and they bust out laughing And Bruce Campbell's just sitting there Like he didn't find it funny at all <laughs> That was just one moment But it's funny they used that For the commercial <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's above all that <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Oh man Alright everyone This is uh the last one that I that I seen went back-to-back back nights. Movie theaters went Friday night and Saturday night. Uh, no, Saturday day during the day is when I saw this one. No, Saturday night. My bad. Anyway, uh, this is a 2023 action war film. Two hours and five minutes. Uh, it didn't seem like that long because I was all totally into it. And this is Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. Um, during the war in Afghanistan, a local interpreter risked his life, his own life, to carry an injured sergeant across miles of grueling terrain. Like I said it was a Guy Ritchie film. Where is IMDb in all of this? Man, you guys are killing me here. Uh, let me see. All right, this was written by. Ivan Atkinson uh, Martin Davies and Guy Ritchie And this stars I think it was Academy Award nominee Bubble Boy uh, Jake Gyllenhaal Dar Salim Salam I think I can't pronounce his last name A Sean Sagar Jason Wong Christian, I'm not even going to try with his last name A Rees Yates um johnny lee miller haven't seen him in a long time so it was good to see him alexander ludwig he's in this and anthony Starr, and a bunch of other people all right the covenant Our guy ritchie's the covenant um are you gonna see this
1: i do want to see this um It's funny, actually, when you sent me your uh, list and you wrote this on here, I was like, the Leonardo DiCaprio movie, the Wilderness Bear movie from years ago, his Academy Award winning." I I got it mixed up with that one.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I was was like, Revenant. Yeah. (laughs) But this one, man, this movie was hella good. Oh, my God. It was intense. Right now, this is my number one movie. Uh, Of the year will it stay number one? I don't know. We'll see what's to come. Awesome. (laughs) But right now. Oh my god This movie was hella good. It was like Really intense man. I was like at the edge of my seat on on what was going on but yeah, um Jake dill hall. He's sergeant john mckinley. Um, they're in afghanistan. Uh, he gets uh They kind of go through some shit in the beginning and then their uh their interpreter or translator I can't remember what they called him. Uh, he ends up getting killed in a bomb blast, so they needed a new one. So this is when they they get this guy named Ahmed. And it turns out and this is all in the trailer. It turns out because uh, uh he's bubble boy in my eyes everybody. He asks them, uh, well why why do you want to do this with us? And he's like, oh well mainly for the paycheck and everything because I got I got to support my family and he's he wants to get visas to try to get them. Uh, into America, so he's like, all right. Um. But we do find out this is also in the trailer that Ahmed, the reason he wants to help uh, the U.S. is because these uh, these Taliban guys that they're searching for killed his brother. So that's the main reason why he wants to help them and everything. So, but the the shit that goes on in this movie, I'm I'm not gonna spoil it. But the little synopsis did. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal does get hurt and it was a story of him trying to get him, Ahmed trying to drag him to safety. They get into this firefight, he gets hurt and then he's trying to just save him, save save his life, get him back to to the U.S. military base. And man, it, it was, I don't know where they shot this, but it, this movie was really, really good. I was surprised on how good it was. Uh, shout out to Mike, he's the one that told me to see it. Uh, I was gonna see it anyway. I like. I don't like all of Guy Ritchie's movies, but this one, I was like, cool. I mean, it's it's different. It's not his uh, his usual gang that are in all his films. He does have that one with um, uh, what's his name that I want to see? I think it came out this year. Um, Fortune. Jason Rich- Statham. I, I want to yeah. see that. that one. Looks like it's a comedy. I, I want to see that. Um, but this one, man, it was. I remember seeing the trailer for it when we went and seen. Uh, Renfield or no uh Evil Dead Rise. So I was like, oh, that looks cool. I want to I want to see this. So uh, I went and seen it. And then Mike was on that dude, you gotta go see it. Mike actually saw it once when it came out. This actually came out this weekend, I think. Um he went and seen it, then he went and seen it again because there was uh yeah, this came out this uh this Friday, this oh this weekend. Um he went to a screening where uh Jake Gyllenhaal and Dar Salim were there. And I think I don't know who who, was, who else was sitting there with them and they were talking about this film. Uh, was this a true story? I'm not really sure. I'm, seriously, i seriously, I'm I'm not sure. Everyone they made it seem like it was with all the stuff that that they were, uh, uh, with all the little subtitles on where they were, who these people are, and everything. I don't know if it was, but uh, they do have these uh, these guys that are out there that that there were translators helping uh, the U.S. military. But man, yeah, this movie was was good and dealing with uh, Al Qaeda and, and all those guys, the Taliban and, and all that. Um, it was oh man, it was just like 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 I said, like on the edge of my seat type of stuff. Because when the Taliban is chasing them, you're like oh my god, hurry! Uh, because when they were catching them, they they were they were just gonna kill them. So that's why they were they were trying to just get across. They said it was a hundred and something clicks to where they were supposed to go to the to this military base i don't know how far that is i don't I do know that's the military lingo um maybe some of you uh, men or women that served probably know if you've seen this film if you haven't definitely go see it this movie was awesome i loved what was going on uh the firefights and everything in it were pretty sweet and just jake gyllenhaal man he's good in just about everything he does um, I don't know who this dark guy was that played uh, Ahmed, but he he was a really, really good uh, actor in this film. Um, I definitely want to see this again on the big screen. Um, and this movie was awesome. I mean, I, I can't recommend it enough. If you guys like Guy Ritchie's film, like I said, I don't like everything he had done. But this one was definitely one to see. Uh, like I said, it was good to see Johnny Lee Miller. I hadn't seen him in a long time, so it was good that he popped up into this. He played Colonel Vokes and um but yeah man this i don't want to spoil it but th- this movie was hella good it was it, i was like all edge of my seat excited then i was getting mad uh on what was going on which i won't go into but definitely go see this this film guy Ritchie's the covenant because it was fucking awesome like i said right now this is my number one movie of the year so far this movie was hella good i the trailer looked awesome. And I, Guy Ritchie, cool. I'll go see it, man. Man, was it Wrath of Man? I think that was that last year when that one came out. Yeah, uh, that made our list. It made yours too, didn't it? No, it was definitely worthy, though. Cause so that movie was hella good too. Oh, Operation Operation Fortune. Fortune, yeah. Who rules this something? I don't know that. Yeah, that came out this year. I want. I want to watch that. I haven't seen that yet it did come out this year so but i see that it's out there so i'm gonna check it out but yeah um guy richie's the covenant definitely uh check this movie out um snatch is still my favorite film that he's made out of everything uh he's got a lot of good movies and he's got a few stinkers in there but this one is definitely not a stinker because this movie was awesome i loved it uh i guess so how long was it two hours and little over two hours i think Man, come on what's up uh, uh two hours and three minutes so let's just say under two hours if you add in however long the credits are and everything but this movie is definitely worth your time go see it uh see it on the big screen i don't know if it's an imax i don't see anything but it was it was good it was amazing if you got a good theater with good sound, definitely go see it there. Cause uh, the theater that I saw, man, it, when during all the firefights, man, it, it sounded like awesome and everything, but yeah, this movie was so good. I didn't realize it was going to be awesome. I had no idea it was going to be my number one movie right now of the year. And just definitely check it out. This is Guy Ritchie's the covenant. And that is all the movies that I have All right, o- over three hours, everyone. Um, if you listen to this all in one shot, thanks. If not, break it up into two. <laughs> Recommendations.
1: Collecting. Uh, collecting. Oh, collecting.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, what do you got? Uh, yeah,
1: uh, it's been a lot as uh, always is with me. Uh, I'll just pick out a few highlights. Um, it's Return of the Jedi's 40th anniversary, and, uh, they're doing a wave for Funko right now. Um, uh, a couple cool releases so far, um, I love of the Hutt and they have a new of the Hutt on his throne with Salacious Crumb. He's holding up his drink to toast. It's got the, the full, uh, kind of side support thing that's on there with his little, uh, frog hookah thing uh so yeah some really good detail on this uh got that also from that same uh, wave but a single release you know how sometimes they do the sideways uh box release like they do on the grogu pops uh they have a vader uh unhelmeted kind of laying to his sides like, uh, his final moments, the leave me on the Death Star moments, um, for the Star Wars celebration, uh, they had just a couple of, uh, releases for that. They had, uh, Jar Jar from Phantom Menace when, uh, his tongue gets zapped by the pod racer when they're trying to fix that up. Uh really cool black box with the uh silver foil etching on it. So it's a really cool packaging. And then they had did a uh, R2 and um R5 uh two-pack droids which uh <laughs> silly, but uh, I was like, "Okay, I'm in. I have those pops." uh, in their single releases, but in the single releases, they don't have the middle leg down and these do. <laughs> so I was like, well, that's enough of a difference. It is truly a different pop. So I'm in, <laughs> um, I did, I think since we last spoke, get a couple of sodas and I didn't have the patience to wait for the show. Um, from the uh, wondrous convention releases i got uh valkyrie i think as she'll appear in the upcoming what if uh season two uh, like i had mentioned before with uh Kahori and hella and captain carter sodas and then i also got uh queen amidala this one is uh Out of uh, 12,500. I didn't get the chase on either of them. But it was cool to get this Amidala version. Her uh, outfit. uh, They used in a lot of the promotional material. A lot of the figures. When Phantom Menace was first coming out. That uh, red outfit. uh, The one that uh, if you look on most. I don't know if they've digitally undone it now but if you look at the early releases for Phantom Menace you could see her dress was plugged in <laughs> and you could see the line on the wall the, the plug line so yeah that outfit but uh, uh, I guess I'll end with uh, getting ready for the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 uh, this Thursday will be a one week Away, and I'll kick off my photo countdown like I always do. So uh, picked up a good amount of the wave uh, so far, including some of the exclusive, the Groot with wings. Uh, that was a Funko exclusive. Mantis in her kind of standard outfit. That was a Target exclusive. Rocket uh, box launch uh, and Cosmo flocked. Uh, hot topic. So yeah That'll do it you know I'm always picking up Stuff left and right uh, So
0: Yeah Alright <laughs> um, I got a few things since uh, The last time we recorded I don't even Know what I had last time but um, uh, On our way to Arizona Eric and I spent The night in Las Vegas Nevada and we went over to uh, nightmare toys we actually we went to nightmare toys actually twice on this vacation and we went to uh the new nightmare cafe that's right next to it uh shout out to nightmare christie and all of them uh food was good it was the food's just regular bar food type of stuff but it, it was cool it was just um with the whole horror theme and everything if you guys saw my pictures and the little reels that i threw up Uh, on instagram that's what it was it was cool but i did pick up some stuff on there i didn't go crazy but i did pick up a few things all right the first thing this is uh one of the neca figures the clothed ones with the cloth this is uh from my bloody valentine the original one um the miner aka harry warden um this is it's cool i mean i like uh this uh, I guess it's Slasher, Design Co, Real Toys. Um, I have a couple of these. I don't have a lot of them. I think I got a Michael Myers one over there. Um, but this one's cool. I love My Bloody Valentine. And I've always loved this character, uh, the miner. It's really cool. He's got uh, the heart-shaped uh, candy box. I, I don't know if the heart's in it. Um, Harry Warden's got all of his gear, his mask, uh, his pickaxe and what is that some kind of weapon i don't know what that was from and a looks like he's got a knife and everything but this is cool i I love uh these type of things it's in like that little clam shell case type of thing um i'm not opening it this is just gonna hang on the wall but i'm glad that i did get this uh let me set that aside uh, the next thing I got this was this all this is all stuff from uh, Super or um Nightmare Toys. I got the Super 7 the Toxic Avenger figure. Uh, I love uh Toxic Avenger. I love Toxie and everything, so I had to I saw this in there when I was making my last round and I just had to get it. Uh, I don't I have a few uh, Toxic Avenger figures, but I never even seen this one. So I grabbed it. It's really cool. Toxie with his uh signature mop and everything and it's cool i love it so i'm glad i grabbed that this next thing you guys all know how much of a creature from the black lagoon fan i am i already have this universal monster one it's um which i also got from uh, nightmare toys this is a the entertainment earth exclusive limited edition this is the glow in the dark creature basically the same mold the same little little spear gun and nets and everything That came with the last figure. Two different heads. And one's one mouth is. One head that's on the figure right now. His uh, mouth is open. And the other head his mouth is closed. But this glows in the dark. I love Creature from the Black Lagoon. Uh, So I had to get it. So that's that's that. Uh, This next one. uh, This is uh, from that movie. Terrifier. This is uh, Art the Clown. The blood. This is bloodbath. Art the Clown. Uh, If you guys haven't seen Terrifier, Terrifier 2, do yourself a favor and watch those movies because those movies were awesome. Um, So Art the Clown, he's not even bloody. He's got his uh, little uh, bag that he was carrying around. He's got a hacksaw, a knife, and a gun. Um, I guess there's a bloody version. Damn it, now I need to find that one because this one is just the regular clean version of art the clown so i guess when i oh i'm also well bring it up now i won't be at texas frightmare everyone i was gonna go but uh i bought tickets for the cure and they're playing at shoreline that weekend of texas frightmare so um i don't know if the cure is ever going to play again after this tour so i i kind of got to go I, i'm i'm Bummed out because there's a lot of people that I want to meet at Texas Frightmare, and it looks like I'm not going. But, all right, I'll have to hit up Lance. <laughs> I can tell him because he's going. All right, this next one it, I didn't get from uh, Nightmare Toys. This is from my, from my WWE collection, uh, Series 131. This is Candice LeRae. I have her figure that's in the bigger box somewhere over there, but this is just the regular... Carded version of her I love Candice LeRae She's amazing in the ring And uh, I fell in love with her When she was on the indies And then she was in NXT Now she's up on the I think she's still in NXT Or in the main roster I don't know But Candice LeRae is awesome So I had to have that one Uh, So that is pretty much Everything I got uh, For just the regular Regular stuff But I did pick up a unlike the Zisu, I was able to hold on to this. This is uh my Funko Soda. Ugh, awesome. Um, Kohori, is that how you say her name?
1: I'm pretty sure.
0: All right. Um, all right. I'm gonna do what I did the last time, everyone. This is gonna be on uh, TikTok, so this is gonna be in video form. So, bear with me. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? Nez here recording the regular show so you can hear this in audio. And for those of you that watch our TikTok stuff, this is going to be in video form. But I got another unwrapping, I guess that's what you want to call it, for the Funko Soda Kohori. I believe that's what the uh, Zisu and I came up with. She is going to be on What If for the new season. So definitely we'll definitely talk about it. And um, I had to get this one. She's native. She's indigenous, like me. So I had to get it. Um, I believe there is a chase. I'm not sure. Is there a chase? I know there you guys are there. That's disease the that said. There is. You guys can't hear this if you're watching the video. But it's wrapped. It's sealed. For those of you remember the last time, but so let's cross your fingers, everyone. Let's see if we uh, get a chase. We're chasing the chase. Here's the wrapper. Throw that away. Ah, oh, this one's a little bit easier than the last one. I'm not gonna look at the coin. Yeah, oh, don't. don't. I spoke too soon. Uh, don't look. Hold on. Oh, hold on, I didn't. I gotta uh, to get the lid. I'm not looking. I'm looking at you guys. I'm pulling just the package out. I'm setting this down. I'm not looking inside, so I don't know is uh i assume it's metallic i'm not sure i think
1: it's glow in the dark
0: oh glow in the dark and i couldn't tell you if this is glow in the dark um she's sparkly oh good uh i'm looking at the coin i don't i'm looking at the coin if you guys could see you the, the last time we did this when i looked at the coin it said you found a chase so here's the coin I didn't flip it over. Let me see if I could do this on. Uh, it looks good. It is upside down. You found the chase. <laughs> so, awesome. Um, Super cool. For those of you that didn't believe me that one time, uh, I guess it was good that I held on to it. She is sparkly. If you can see the the sparkles in her hair. And everything. I love her sculpt. I love uh, just how she looks and everything. This is this is awesome. Everyone, we won again. <laughs> we found the chase. I ordered this from Amazon too after uh, you'd mentioned it, and uh, here it is. So super cool, Kohori uh, East Society. We found the chase. Here it is. And everything, so party everyone See you guys next time Alright Awesome Oh man uh, I don't know why you couldn't Hold on to yours or at least film it But alright um, <laughs> <laughs> But it's cool man, awesome I didn't This is the first time I got a oh, Why am I still looking at the camera This is the first time uh, I got one Like ordering it usually the other chases i got that one with that rabbit at uh hollywood right and what was the other one the uh two-face i got that one from um hot topic shout out to rachel and her crew um so yeah that was the, that was the one that i got there uh oh man this is awesome I I, I couldn't tell. I just looked at it, and I was like, wait, it looks sparkly. And then I, I looked into the, to the, the can, and I noticed that the coin was flipped over. You just saw her face. And, uh, yeah, go to TikTok, everyone, if you want to see the video of me finding it. <laughs> so, but awesome. This is definitely going on the shelf. Uh, I'm glad that I got it and I was able to. Hold on to it for so long I, I ordered it last month and got it Whenever you mentioned it Is when I right. ordered it Like I ordered it while you were talking about it So that Super was really cool, cool. I'm glad that, did you Did you just get the regular one? I did All right, But it's still awesome <laughs> Yeah I mean I'm glad that I got it I'm glad I held on to it And did it on the show So sweet Let's have to find a spot on the shelf. These, I guess it is balanced well, because it felt like her head was too heavy. But cool, everyone. And yeah, I'm going to end it with that, because that is the last thing that I got. Like I said, I was able to hold on to it until (laughs) we recorded, (laughs) because it just sat on, on my shelf over there by my TV, and I just... I'm just more stoked now that it that it's a chase. I didn't I had yeah. no clue. Um I only bought it because she's the little native character and I didn't I didn't even know I wouldn't have even known about it until you brought it up. So right. that is good, everyone. Awesome. But, all right, we're coming down to the end. A Couple yeah. more minutes. We got some random recommendations. Movie, what do you sure. got? All right, uh, going
1: to do a little two for one inspired by uh, your recommendation of The Covenant and Guy Ritchie, you know, one of my favorite films from the past couple of years from him, The Gentleman. Uh, but it's ending its run here on Netflix. So if you want to watch it on Netflix, you got to watch it before the end of the month. Uh, so you got about a week left uh, to watch The Gentleman on Netflix. Uh, but the other one I'm going to go on is based off uh, a recommendation from you, something you had me watch uh, when we did a Love Society episode uh, inspired by... uh Ali Wong being in beef Uh, this was the 2019 film always be my maybe Uh, I really loved it when you uh, recommended it for me I'm glad uh, I watched it I loved uh, the Bay Area setting for it and I loved it as a movie so yeah maybe you put off watching it maybe you never heard of it but yeah check it out always be my maybe on Netflix
0: all right, uh, this I think this is dropped on uh, Netflix uh, the other day. This I think it was my number ten or number nine, I can't remember, on my uh, best of uh, 2022 lists. And this is uh, Whitney Houston. I want to dance with somebody. Yeah. Ah, two hours and 24 minutes. Uh, I just when I was watching uh, those other things, I noticed that it was on there because I do want to watch this movie again. And like I said, it it crept in. It was the last movie i saw before we did our best of list and, and it crept in there so but this is an awesome film for you for you whitney houston fans so definitely check it out um just her i'm sure it's just a quick loose loose story on uh, on the story of her and everything so definitely check it out uh, this complex portrait of an incomparable whitney houston follows a singer's stunning uh ascent from new jersey choir girl to international superstar and her dealing with drugs and meeting Bobby Brown and all that. So, but it was an awesome film. Uh, I loved it. Made my best of list and check out Whitney Houston. I want to dance with somebody streaming on Netflix. We did it. You got a song. Are you, you already said one, huh?
1: No, no, I, I forgot. Uh, let me also go two for one here. Cause I can't remember if I recommended this last time, but, uh, in honor of Succession, the uh, Pusha T and Nicholas bertel the Succession remix of Puppets. Uh, love that track, the uh, opening track of uh, Succession, and this is a hip hop version of it. So I'm gonna go there, and uh, a track that. Uh, I recently found playing, uh, the new version of uh, this year's baseball game, the show. So the show 23, uh, and this is a big crit off the digital roses. Don't die album. the track. So cool, uh, has a really cool, uh, jazzy, uh, hip hop beat that uh, I love. So yeah, check it out. So cool by Big
0: Crit. All right. I am gonna re- recommend a whole album. Uh today this this album dropped April 23rd in 1987. It's been 36 years, and this is the first album from this Bay Area let this Bay Area Band, Bay Area Thrash Band, Legends. Bay Area Thrash Legends, and this Death Angels, the Ultra Violence. This album fucking rocks every cut on it is awesome shout out to rob uh dennis mark gus and andy um just i've loved death angel since i was a kid and i still love him today all my sons uh have seen him live has eric yeah, eric seen him uh kyle's first concert was uh death angel and testament and anthrax he loved him uh, Marky e has seen Death Angel multiple times. Eric has seen Death Angel a few times, um, and I've seen them a billion times since uh, me growing up in the Bay and just going to their shows whenever I could. But um, this album's got 13 cuts or 11 cuts on it. Well, with the new one, there's uh, demo versions and everything on. it You got Thrashers, Evil Priest, rich Souls, Killers One, The Ultra Violence, Mistress of Pain, Final Death, and IPFS uh the new versions of this uh this album it's got uh three demo versions of thrashers killers one and the ultra violence demo uh this this album rocks and i think my favorite album my favorite song on this uh, whole album is voracious souls i love it i love the breakdown and everything and they always play it every time i see them uh the last time i saw them they played that and they played uh, Mit- mistress of pain they also play the ultra violence uh, usually starts off the show but uh, shout-out to everybody in Death Angel, all the previous members and all the members that are in it now. Uh, shout-out to Will, the drummer. Um, I always love to see him talk to him when I see him in the Bay. But uh, Death Angel, they're going to be on the road really soon, and uh, they're going to be in San Francisco, and Eric and I are going to go to it on the... Is it the Titans of Thrash or something? Something tour they're doing with... Uh, here, where is it? Um, I think it's a, something. I don't know. Sepultura and Creator are playing. I know that. I can't re- remember the name of the tour, but we're going to go check that out uh, with Death Angel. The main reason I'm going is because Death Angel's playing. But yeah, shout out to all of them. And uh, yeah, 36 years. Oh. Time is flying by, everyone. 1987 today when we're recording this april 23rd 36 years ago death angel the ultra violence listen to the whole album bay area thrash rules and on that three and a half hours everyone wow um yeah basically two shows in one we haven't been here for a while so but uh we had a lot will the next one be three and a half hours probably not but if you listen to this all one shot cool thank you but if not, break it up. There is a lot. Um, again, shout out to uh, Brian for uh, ESP at the Movies with Clown Motel. Big shout out to the manager down there, Chris, for giving us a little bit of time uh, with the interview. Go listen to that. If you don't want to listen to our review because the movie was dumb, uh, listen to that quick little interview. It's kind of towards the, the end uh, of the show. And shout out to King Castro for uh, coming on Magnus Podcast, episode 140. And everyone that listens to eSociety. Thank you so much. Yeah, we've been away for a while, but we're back. Uh, we'll be back again next week. I don't even know what's coming out next week. Oh, is it Guardians? Is that next week or the week after? Week after for Guardians. Right. I don't um, know. Some, there's always something new coming. I have no idea. It's already the- been Ooh. out
1: for a couple weeks. I uh, uh, heard it was really good, but I haven't seen it yet, so I have plans to, on Tuesday, finally see uh, Air. The story of uh the air jordans
0: um it's out there already but (laughs) but, uh it's not playing here anymore i'd have to go see it in uh, reno but yeah everyone thank you so much for listening to our, our little show follow us on facebook Follow us, our other feed, on Spotify for podcasters, a.k.a. slash, it was Anchor, but now it's that. Uh, go over and listen to everything we got over there. We are going to put some new stuff. Follow us on YouTube. Uh, go over to Tee Public, Pick up a t-shirt. All these stuff I'm saying, the links are down below. Follow us on Twitter, e Pod at Pod at Theozisu. Follow us on Instagram at east society podcast at nazisu at macness pod follow taylor and i's blu-ray pages at blu-ray nez at blu-ray taylor follow us on tiktok east society pod and shout out to mixlaw beat productions his website's down also below intro and outro for years now i don't know how long um like i said i had to ask him and he said yeah sure go ahead go for it so Go to www.mixlawproduction.com That's M-I-X-L-A-P-R-O-D-U-C-T-I-O-N.com. Mixlaw Production for all your beats and everything. So, but and on that note, come back next week, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Be safe out there, and we'll see you again. So until next time, party on. Yep. Thanks everyone for listening. Till next time. Have fun, be
1: safe, and we'll see you next time. He's